se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pot Askew podcast. My name is Rico. With me always is my hetero life mate, CJ. Say hello, everybody, CJ. Hello, everybody. We are here and just trying something different. Rico started the show. Do not adjust uh, your podcast. I'm usually a finisher. What the fuck? <laughs> well, hey, you know, everyone has to finish somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that, but um, how you doing, brother? Uh, overall, I'm okay. I'm tired. I worked a lot um, last night. It was it's really fucking hot and humid in Oakland, or at least it was yesterday. And I'm out uh, cat sitting for my mother right now, so I've finally have a nice breeze, and I'm sitting with the door open. But last night, like I was roasting, like I had like the fan on. I'm sleeping on the couch with like nothing on. I got the fan directed at my body. I don't want to envision you naked. Don't say shit like that. You you are such a funny daddy. It's it's I always said it was balls. No, you said laying on the couch with nothing on. Okay. I don't want to well, picture I, that. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were a fan of mine. Yeah, there's levels of fandom. That's not the level where I'm at. <laughs> but I had a fan blowing on my balls. Ugh puns anyway anyways but yeah it's, it's been very fucking hot here and yesterday i was at my at the end of my rope with work because I, my you know not not to go into too much detail but like there was a couple times where i snapped at my boss and i'm like dude either you want me here or you don't like if you want to interfere then interfere and do your job but if you if you don't like how i do my job then you can just stay here and i'll leave it, it, it got a little. It, it got a little raw. Yeah, it sounds like it. So it was the, the heat. I was just tired, and, and then eventually I, and plus I had to drive to my mother's to catch up for her. So it so was a question, lot of like, oh, I just want to go to bed. The question is, do you still have a job? Oh, I still have a job because okay, it's it's mainly me and the owner, and like there's like one other manager, and he's been like surprisingly deathly ill for some reason. Ooh, and. I mean, not like deathly, just oh, like okay. yeah. he, he is not showing up. And like, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I can do today. I don't need you to come in. Just stay home and rest. And that's been going on for weeks. Wow. Like when, when Steph was in town, it was just like, uh, yeah, dude, stay home. I got it. Don't worry. And so if, if I left or if I was fired, on, really, honestly, this is not ego in any way. The video store will crumble because right. 80% of the people that come in, Come in to see me. Yeah, I know what that's like. Years ago, I worked at a Sam Goody. You probably don't remember those, but there nope. used to there used to be a time when if you wanted to buy music, you went to a store, and you didn't go to iTunes. <sighs> you went to a store and bought a physical thing and took it home. Oh my 
Oh my god. Yeah, I know. We're talking about the dark ages. But well, is this like is this like an eight track or something? No, 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 no. It was a CD. I'm not gonna go that oh! track. Yeah. A CD. CDs. Yeah. Oh so my God, what the fuck are those? <laughs> I love the irony is that I work at a video store and yeah, I'm trying to pretend right? that I don't. Right? Uh... <laughs> people um, are like, the fuck's a video store? Yeah. No, I no, believe me. I used to rent Nintendo games from video stores. So, oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I mean Nintendo old school, the gray cartridge things. But anyway, um... When I worked at Sam Goody, the record store, it was a CD store at the time. Um, I had customers that would only come in when I was there. They would call the store, and if I wasn't there, they wouldn't come in. Wow. Yeah. The only difference between my scenario and your scenario is yours is a like a mom-and-pop shop, right? That's the only one there is. Or maybe the like yeah. other... Yeah, okay. Sam Goody was a nationwide chain, you know? So... And were you working at one location, or were you were you could you have like worked in numerous locations? In my career there, I worked in numerous locations, but this happened to every location I worked at with different people. Did customers follow you to your different locations? No, because they were so spread out. Like I was, uh, I was the only uh, management level employee that I know of that was single without kids. So it was really easy to ship me off to places where people with, you know, husbands, wives, and children didn't want to go. Right. So, and then one of them I did to myself when I went from New Jersey to Arizona for the year I lived out there. I transferred myself uh-huh. to that one. So. Well, I, I trust me, dude. I, I understand. Like, I, I, I mean, l- luckily, I made a ton of money for the store last night. Yeah. And that was, that was a little bit of the argument that I had with my boss because it was so fucking hot. Even though it was, it was hot and roasted in the store, it was 80 degrees in the store. Oh, you guys don't have air conditioning? We, no, we do. But like, I turned on the air conditioning and he turned it off and opened the door, which brought in more right. heat coming yeah. in. And I'm behind the counter, so I'm running around. Everyone else is kind of like, oh, it's, it's cooler inside. And I'm like dripping sweat because I'm running around trying to fucking find movies for people. Right. And he tur- keeps turning off the AC. And I'm like, Joe, you don't want me dripping sweat and like grabbing paper towels and like wiping it from my brow every 30 seconds. You want me cool and you want me calm and you want me collected. You want the customers to be like, oh my God, it's so cold in here. You want the customers to want to stay in here, you know, yeah. and not want to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he said, well, our, our, uh, our electric bill was uh, $1,000 last month. And I said, yeah, you know, that running sucks, a business. but I was like, but you could, you and I can help promote the store. Um, I've been running ideas by him like for the past year or two about like how to promote the store and he hasn't done a single one of them. So um, I, that's sort of where the, I sort of snapped at him. I'm like, look, if you don't want to be here today, why don't you do what I suggested, which is get some business cards. And we'll get some, you know, put some stickers on it and we'll, you know, promote it. Go walk down businesses and be like, Hey, you're on Piedmont Avenue. We're on Piedmont Avenue. We're, we'd like to help you out if you can help us out. If you have any coupons, here's our coupons and vice versa. And he just refuses to do it. So I, there, yeah, there, but I made $800 for the store yesterday. So it kind of evens out. $800 for a fucking video store is like, that only happens because of me. Right, right, right. It doesn't even so look like he, there's like a, 
like a Dunkin' Donuts or anywhere for you to go get a, like an iced coffee or anything. Jesus, what the where the fuck yeah, is it? There, it's well, so where we are, we're in a small parking lot. Yeah, I see. Where that. there's a there's a Verizon store next to us. A dry cleaners. There's a dry cleaner, and the dry cleaning ham. they run their machine all day, every day. Well, yeah. So like, we hear the the uh, the the movement of the clothes, that giant like you know machine that like brings the clothes to you and shit. Right. So I'm hearing <laughs> all day. And people are like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I know. I thought it was an earthquake my first day here. But it's just it's just the dry cleaners. And then we have a deli next to that. But uh they most it's it's a honey baked ham. I don't know if you have those out in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So yeah, so they it, that's where I would go to get like water or a soda or something. They they have sandwiches and they have salads, but they primarily just do. Oh, do you, do you want to buy a whole you know turkey or a whole ham today? Um, they when they're like during the holidays, they are fucking packed uh, and like have a line around the corner during like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and shit. And then I always see like people that are just like new to us kind of looking at us being like, oh my God, there's a fucking video store as they're going to get their holiday ham. Right, right, right. So, but the, the, what you're not seeing, because I'm assuming you're looking on like Google Maps or something like that. Yeah. Um, to the right of us is a main street called Piedmont Avenue. No, I and see that's it. Got a, I can see it. That's got a ton of, of shops and restaurants and, and, uh, and it just places. It must be down so further than where I'm at or where you're at. Across the street and up, there's a tiki bar. So people go there and then across and then next to that, there's a, there's a pizza place. They have drinks and everything. But like, but really going to get like an iced coffee, you have to like walk down like four or five blocks to go to like a Pete's coffee or a Starbucks. Right. There's a seven 11 on the street. But I mean, anybody who's ever had a cup of coffee will, will always say never go to seven 11 for a cup of oh, coffee. Oh God, their coffee's terrible. Their coffee is atrocious, man. Yeah, um, I know. Believe me, that's going to be the thing I miss when I eventually move out of New Jersey is Wawa because their coffee is amazing. What? What? I'm looking on Piedmont Street. This must be like old. No, it's from January of this year. It doesn't. I'm not seeing any of these things. No, there, one down. of the most famous things is uh, Fenton's. So Fenton's is a huge ice cream parlor kind of diner thing. So they've got like diner food. But they're primarily an ice cream parlor. So Fenton's um, is sort of a staple of the Bay Area. And it was actually featured in a Pixar movie, Up. Really? Did you see Up? Yeah, a long time ago. It's been a while since I watched it. There's a part where the little kid, I think his name was Russ? Russell? I don't remember. Was that the, little, the little kid is telling the old man about how, like, Oh, well, years ago, my dad used to take me to Fenton's. It's an ice cream place and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the movie, spoiler, it shows them having an ice cream cone together at Fenton's. There's a Thai place so, I'm looking at. I, w I just had that Thai place last night, actually. In Infinite? I don't know what the fuck it's called. It was, it's, it's across the street from me. And there's not many Thai places on Piedmont Avenue, as far no, as well, I know. Well, it's down quite a um, few blocks from the look of it. I mean, I've gone down on quite there's a few a, well, there, there's, a, there's another one about a block away from me. Oh, all right. Anyway, so this is riveting for our listeners. <laughs> well, if you, if you, I mean, here's the thing: is like 
I know there are like Pixar junkies that listen to us. Oh yeah, Pixar is a stone's throw from where I live and where oh, I. Oh, is work. it really? So, oh my god, dude! Like it's. I thought it was in. LA. I have no, dude. It's in Emeryville. Emeryville is like five minutes from my house. I did not know that. So I, I've actually had the uh, director of Inside Out, Pete Doctor, come in numerous times at where I work. And I, I mean, oh, I haven't spoken to him because I don't want to be that drooling fan. <laughs> because like the movie Inside Out fucking changed my life in a major way. Right. I, I never cried a single film, but I cried for the first time at like 25 years old when I saw Inside Out because it's a movie all about emotions, having emotions. Right. And right. it just hit me and it just hit me. So every time he's come in, I always just, and he's like, like really tall and like he's got so, sort of, I mean, he looks very like approachable, but he also has these really big eyes that kind of are like unnerving a little bit. And, an you know, alien? it's a celebrity. He's a fucking big time director. And I'm like, I really want to be like, dude, your movie literally changed my life. I love your work, blah, blah, blah. So I have animators to come. I have a really, a great customer who uh, he started out working at Disney and he worked on Scar for The Lion King. Okay. So he comes in all the time and he's like always like, I'm always like saying, hey, what are you working on? He's like, I can't tell you, but I can tell you you're going to love it. I'm like, ooh. Because he knows you or he's just saying that? I'm, I'm not being smart. I'm asking. No, no, it's both because he knows I'm a big fan of, of animation, especially Pixar because that's, you know, when you're in the Bay Area, you know, Pixar is like the, it's, it's, it's like having, you know, Walt Disney Studios like around the corner from your house. That's the equivalent of having Pixar. Right, right. So to have it in like Oakland of all fucking places is such a bizarre thing. But like they'll, they'll, the Pixar movies will throw in some references to the area. Like uh, Incredibles 1, I haven't seen Incredibles 2 yet. Neither Incredibles I. 1. When uh, Mr. Incredible is like driving during that high speed chase in the beginning before he goes to his wedding, right? He's going like down San Pablo Avenue. That's like a main street, like across from uh, Pixar Studios. Gotcha, gotcha. So I don't, I don't know why we went all over the place on fucking. But look, I'm, it, I'm looking it, at this street, man. I gotta go check out this folks art store. That looks really interesting. Oh, dude, like Piedmont. Piedmont has a lot of like great shit. Like there's a lot of great restaurants where, where I'm always, I'm always telling people whenever they call and say, Hey, where are you located? I'm saying, okay, we're between the cemetery and Fenton's. So where you go to die and then the happiest place on earth. <laughs> okay. So I was like, we're right in the middle of death and ice cream. Interesting. Because the cemetery is like basically in, uh, in the back of us. And okay. we, I mean, we, I mean, there's no one super famous that lives out there because, or lives out there, is buried there. <laughs> Do you live at a cemetery if you're dead, um, even though you're not alive? You reside there. That's true. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a lease that you just took advantage of. Yeah. No, it's it'll probably be the only piece of property I ever own. <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> that's actually really fucking funny <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you that man that was fucking thank funny thank you um, you got a comic well, actually, book store on that street yeah, there, yeah Steph and I went there um, around my birthday in part because holy shit I've been avoiding this comic book store 
for four years because I know if I go in there, I'm going to waste my money. Right, right. So I had relu- I'd like put it off for years, and then Steph and I walked in around my birthday. And I primarily want, want to talk to uh, the owner and be like, hey, you know, we're a video store up the street. I want to do a little bit of business as well. A little bit of exploration. Sure, sure. And, and I also want to see if they have uh, Thor and Thor the Dark World because those are the only two um, MCU DVDs that I don't have. I have them all. And you don't have Except them at like, your store? You can buy? No, not that I could buy. We only have um, copies I could rent. We, if we have extra copies, then I could buy a copy, but uh, we only have like two of each, and that's just not enough, especially with the MCU is constantly rec- like making new movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and like Thor and Thor the Dark World are like really fucking expensive online to buy. Like, it's like 20 bucks a movie. That's actually not bad. For a long time, they were 30 well, bucks a piece. But for DVDs right now? Uh, No, for DVD. Sounds about right. Well, I mean, we would we would stop by Best Buy to get the headphones that right. I'm wearing right now, and yeah, you're welcome. It was like, tw- <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was like twenty five bucks a movie there, and I'm like, fuck that, dude. I can I can get blown for twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, she may not have teeth. <laughs> it's an old joke from uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two. Okay, where like Eddie Murphy goes into a bar and like it's sort of an upper class like swanky nightclub and right. he's like all right give me a coke and the bartender gives him a coke he's like eight bucks he's like for a coke i get blown for eight dollars <laughs> uh that's funny uh, i haven't I'm seen that movie in so long that's back when eddie when eddie murphy was a good actor was eddie murphy a good actor or was he just really funny that we would said we accepted him trying to act okay i'll give you that but i mean things like that movie coming to America, those are good Eddie Murphy movies. There's, I'm not saying it's a, there are good Eddie Murphy movies and there's bad Eddie Murphy movies, but whether he could act, that's a whole other thing. Although, sure, sure. he was in some fucking movie, Mr. Something, recently, and he looked like he was really like stretching out his dramatic chops. I didn't see it, but the, from the trailer, he looked like he was acting his ass off. Uh, I don't know. Um, let me see. I, I can't do an Eddie Murphy impression, but I. Did, I could do a micro Eddie Murphy impression. Okay. Which is like, let me tell you something. And that's all it is. Let me tell you something. But it's not even very good. But I managed to like pull it out perfectly one time when I was in the car with Steph. And she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? That was like spot on. He did a thing called Mr. Church. I bet you that's what you're talking that, about. That's what I'm talking about. It looks like he's got like a fedora or like a... Like a uh, there's no picture. Hat. I'm just looking at the title. Um, uh, and yeah. we're going to be getting into some movies that are coming out a little bit later in the episode, but they are making four. Beverly Hills Cop. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Four. Dude, they've been trying to make Beverly Hills Cop 4 for like 10 years. And then they like made a show. They did, And then that that, that was fucking apparently really bad. He made an appearance on it. Yeah, because it was all about Axel's son. Oh, is that what it was? Here's the fucking interesting thing. They made... When they made the show, A Beverly Hills Cop, the show, 
They had the actor Brandon T. Jackson. Did you see Tropic Thunder? No. Yes, like once a long time ago. Okay. The the younger black guy um, who yeah, I'm not gonna his, remember. <laughs> his moniker is Alpa Chino. Okay. And he he and RDJ are always gonna be like the race fights because RDJ is like in character as a right. black guy, right? That and I this guy is that. an actual black guy. So they cast him as a young Axel Foley Jr. The weird thing is, is I'm pretty, I'm 99% positive he was on either the show uh, Entourage, or okay. but I'm pretty sure it was Californication, where they were making a joke show called Santa Monica Cop, which was oh, clearly yeah, 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 Beverly right. Hills Cop. Right. And he played the Santa Monica Cop TV series. And then fast forward five, ten years later, he's doing Beverly Hills Cop, the TV series. Basically, it's just like life imitating art, which is a spoof in its own fucking way. Right. And I got to imagine he's like looking at his age and be like, you know, I kind of already did this in joke form. Why are you actually making me do this? Because it's a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, but then it was canceled because anybody right. would have told you Beverly Hills Cop, the show is a bad idea unless it's like on HBO. Yeah, but no Don't one's thought, on no one's at the Lethal Weapon show would do well, and it's still going. Not not right now. I mean, they're they're doing some major fucking like haul right now. The guy who was playing um, Riggs, Riggs, yeah, was like abusive and was fired and shit oh, yeah. like that. He was an then, asshole, from what I heard. So, so and they're replacing him with Sean William Scott, so it's gonna be like his quote unquote brother. It's gonna last like maybe one season. Speaking of assholes, there's been several people that have died, and one of them was an asshole. <laughs> oh um, God! Well, hey, what are you gonna do? Um, but we'll get to him, I guess. Let's let let us talk about that, though. There have been some deaths in the celebrity world since we last recorded. Um, it's been for for those who are unaware, even though we've been releasing episodes, it's been what two and a half, three weeks since we sat down and did this. It's been a minute. Yeah, because you know life, but. Um, well, so, I had a birthday as well, and Steph was in town, and yeah. things all fucked up. And... Like I said, life. No big deal. Life. Um, so we're going to talk about a few of them. We're not going to talk about everybody, because, well, we'd be here all day doing death, and I don't want this to become Tinseltown Stiffs. So, um, but a couple that hit, you know, the world of celebrity, um, pop culture, and, and our world, not necessarily, like, individually us, but people that we're aware of and one of them yeah in the fact that we just put out a spider-man episode is steve ditko the the artist and co-creator of spider-man and dr yeah. strange actually he's he if, if stan lee is the father of marvel comics then steve ditko i would definitely like him to like an uncle okay yeah i got you there i mean he he's definitely he didn't have as much of a expanding, um, I don't I don't I don't want to say filmography because it's not filmography but uh, bibliography that's what it is okay. of of work as much as Stan Lee because Stan Lee created like so many characters. Steve right. Gitgo right. um, worked on a lot of them Spider Man and and had a helping hand I think in primarily in Spider Man and Doctor Strange he did create a couple. Um, but he, I mean, he was definitely, he influenced a lot of the modern day Spider-Man that we look at. Like, yep. 
the eyes are total Steve Ditko, especially definitely, for the definitely. for the current Spider-Man we have, the Tom Holland Homecoming Spider-Man. That, that those eyes and that sort of suit is very influenced by Steve Ditko. Right, right, and that's mentioned a lot in the things that we've been reading about him. Um, one of the interesting facts for me, just to because I'm out here in Jersey, is he was. He was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is only four hours from here. Yeah, I, I saw that when I was looking him up. I was like, I wanted to ask you uh, how far away that is from you. It's about four, four and a half hours, give or take, depending on traffic and how you drive, you know, things like that. So, Just from the name, it kind of sounds like a small kind of town. Would you like him into that? Do you, yeah, have you been to Johnstown? I've driven... For lack of a better phrase, I've driven through it because the Pennsylvania Turnpike does go through it. Um, uh-huh. but I've never, I don't think I've actually ever been or like in downtown proper, but I can tell you based on where it's located in Pennsylvania and knowing enough about that area of the state, it is probably a smaller town. Like, I'm not saying it's like, you know, you know, 20 it's not Piedmont people. Avenue. what's that? It's not Piedmont Avenue. No, no. I mean, it's certainly bigger than that, but it's, uh, according to this, the population in 2013 was 20,000 people. So that's really small. Yeah. Well, compared to where you're used to living and, but not for me, that's about, that's about as many people in the town that I grew up in. Probably. Where'd you grow up in? A town called Collingswood. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. Yeah. Which, but see the way Jersey's um, shaped and divided, it's, I can be back in Collingswood in 15 minutes. I actually go there every day to go to work because the train system over to to Philadelphia that I take has a station in Collingswood. So that's where I usually go to get the train. <coughs> so do you like pass by your old childhood home like all basically every other day? No, no, because the way I take to get there doesn't take me past it, but I could uh, if okay. I wanted to. It would It would be out of the way, but I could do it. So... So I got a little bit of uh, Spider-Man Steve Ditko Please. pseudo-trivia for you. Oh, trivia? Oh, shit. I didn't know there was going to be math. Anyway, go ahead. There's no math. You're fine. All right. Um, it's not a question. It's just, um, oh, do you okay. remember Do you remember the landlord in the Raimi Spider-Man movies? Oh, the... the it seemed like he was like Middle Eastern guy or or Slovakian guy or whatever. He was like he was like Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Mr. Ditkovich. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was named after Steve Ditko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And but actually, I, was, I was looking it up and I was trying to see if, if Steve Ditko's name was Ditkovich, but it wasn't. That was no, just like, it, oh, we're going to take Ditko and we're going to make it Ditkovich. But his parents were Slovakian Im- immigrants, so. The it's possible that the original name was Ditkovich in, yeah. re- in the early time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they so came... for those who don't know what we're talking about, the guy who was like, Brent, that's who we're talking about. And then the daughter had to crush on Peter, if I recall. She was kind of cute. Not going to lie, she was baking cookies for him and shit. I actually wonder if they kind of, you know, that when they what's that expression, and they ugly them up a little bit? Because I bet you she was even more attractive as a person than that character was. Um, I had seen her in a show called Hung, which is yeah, it is it is what you think it is. It's yeah, about no, a guy I'm, with a big dick. I'm familiar with it. I've never watched it, but I'm familiar with it. 
she's in one of the earlier or mid episodes or something. And like, I mean, you see her naked. Now I need to go and watch I can, that. <laughs> I can tell you she, she is, they did not ugly her up. Like they, they kind of like added like a more innocent kind of look for her. Well, that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. 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 They didn't, they didn't ugly her up. They're kind of like, right. Girl her up, I guess, instead of woman her up. Right. 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 She, but, uh, I, I we need to stop talking about this because this is going a whole other. We're gonna get ourselves we, in trouble. <laughs> is what's yeah, gonna we happen? Really, we really need to stop. We both have girlfriends who'd be like, "What the fuck, guys?" Yeah, basically. So. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, then, I did want to talk to you about something. What's up? Was well, it we, in this, or should we save it for later? Well, you and I talked uh, the other day about doing a cosplay conversation, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. And then I told you about this fucking cosplayer that I sort of like followed because she was attractive. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the following day, this shit hit the stand from this cosplayer. Really? Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, CJ and I talked off off uh, podcast like for 45 minutes before we started recording. Which we and usually do. Just for which we do. Things. We always sort of like say, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to rehearse? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Most of the time, we just sort of, you know, we know what we're going to talk about, but we wing it. We're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's well, have, we at least have an idea of what we're going in with. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I just, I just deviate. I just fucked that whole setup up because I just remembered something. Yeah. Well, so there's this, and I, I want to throw a little controversy at this, at this person. Her name is Momokan. And I don't. I think her real name is like Mariah or Maria or so. I don't know what her fucking name is. She's a voluptuous plus size. Um, I mean, she's attractive if if you love curvy women. And she, you know, she's she does a lot of cosplay shit, but she does it very sexualized. So I had I would talk to CJ about this uh, four or five or three or four days ago. It just out of just conversation because we're men and we're drooling about women sometimes and the following day she gets like all of her booths and sponsorships revoked from uh cosplay cons or whatever the fuck they are because she has been a notorious bullier and now it's been revealed that she has been sexually assaulting people at cons yeah i'm reading it right now by like pulling down women's tops and like grabbing their ass, and then she's she got into more trouble because she blamed it on her ADHD. Oh, so now everyone ADD is like, oh fuck you, like yeah. we you can't blame it out on us, like on on this disease. And so right now she's just like, like she's just done. Like everyone's like, Momocon is canceled. Like that's the hashtag I keep seeing. And I'm like, and but the I mean. CJ and I were talking about like deaths that happen, and I'm like, holy shit, did I predict this? Because this happens all the time where we'll be talking about something like a celebrity and then they'll die the next day. Or or I'll be thinking about an actor and then I'll like be like, I really want to watch a Rob Lowe movie for some reason. I have no idea why. And then yeah, I'll go on IMDB it. to look up a filmography and it's like his birthday. Oh, really? Okay. So weird shit like that happens all the time with me. Like so the fact that we were just talking about Momocon, which is something we would never talk about because I don't know shit about cosplay and I'm, and it's such a foreign conversation to me 
Then the next day, she just basically gets like her own like Me Too accusations. Right, right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking up some information about her because um, I was looking up the information about what happened, and someone commented on like she's not that famous. I've never heard of her, and what could she be really doing on Patreon? So it made me want to go look at her Patreon, and she's really not like I'm in support of cosplay and all that stuff, but like really this. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's she got a lot of controversy because she over-sexualized everything she did. That she was basically just doing softcore porn. And with her Patreon, you could see a little bit more. Um, well, that's not but, what it's saying, though. That's not what you get for joining. But No, but at the same time, she has, like, requested donations to help for charities, and then she's kept them. She's kept the money wow. that she promised was for someone else. That's fucked up. Um, it's really fucked up. And then she's like, she's bullied people about their um, self images and, and shit like that. And then she's alleged. I mean, I don't know if this is true, but allegedly she had surgery and is like denied it, which doesn't matter to me. But like the point is that she's lied repeatedly. And right. And she, so I mean, is she attractive? Yeah. Is she also a horrible fucking person? Probably. Sometimes this goes hand in hand. And but now like I kind of followed her because I'm like, I want to see what a hot Boba Fett looks like because I like she like dressed up like in a Boba Fett costume with like her tits out. I'm like, I kinda wanna see that. I'm a guy. I like I like to see a voluptuous woman whether wearing a Wookiee costume or a fucking Darth Vader costume or a Lad costume. I'm a you, geek and I have a dick. Do you remember so, about five minutes ago when you said we need to stop talking about that before you get yourself in trouble? <laughs> Just a reminder. Well, I don't respect her. I respect the other actress because she's an actress. This no, is no, not. I get that, but you just said you wanted to see a chick with in a Boba Fett costume with her tits hanging out. So, well, I, you know, for anyone who's, you know, for a certain someone who could be listening, take notes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, she's a horrible person and go fuck yourself. So, yes. <laughs> and speaking of horrible people, we teased this already. One of the other people that passed away. And generally, I don't speak ill of the dead, but this guy was a shitty person. And that's Joe Jackson, the patriarch of the Jackson family. Um, <sighs> for those of you keeping track, that would be Michael, Janet, LaToya, the Jackson Five, that whole crew. Tito. Come, Tito. Let's let's go run away together. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, he is the worst Jackson since Andrew Jackson. Who, Joe Jackson? Yeah, yeah, probably. So, <laughs> uh, I don't even. I'm know laughing at my own joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, um, oh, someone's got to laugh at my jokes. It's got to be me, I guess. Yeah, it ain't gonna be me. So. <laughs> Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what, though? He did die. And while he was a shitty person, um, I'm sure there's somebody that misses him somewhere. So I'm sorry for you, but good fucking riddance. Is is Michael Jackson's mom still alive? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. So she's probably the only one who's probably like, oh, my husband died. But she's probably also kind of like, yeah, dude, fucking finally. I... I'm not so sure about that because I don't know that they've lived together for years. 
it's still someone that she spent a good chunk of her life with. I mean, whether she and he got along, it's, I mean, I'm sure a lot of, a little bit of her is kind of relieved because she saw him beat the shit out of the kids all the time. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's like, you know, my, my mom and my dad are, they don't, they're not close, but when some, when one of them will die, they're, the other one's going to be really fucking upset. You know, they shared a life. They had a child together. I mean, you may hate the fucking person, but you don't hate them that much. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but fuck just, Joe Jackson. He's a piece of shit. He's got 11 kids. 10 of them oh, with, with his wife. The Catherine. My, 10 of them. Dude. 10. Poor Catherine, dude. That is. That's what I'm screaming. <laughs> like, for real. Dude, that is just. Leave her alone, dude. <laughs> Well, they were all born, it looks like, between 1950 and 1974. I mean, you, you got to give Joe credit. He did a lot of fucking. Yeah, yeah, he did. Plus, he had a piece on the side. Yeah, dude, he's yeah. a piece of shit, man. Yeah, I don't, he's not, I, a, don't... not a good person. So, no. Speaking of the dead, fuck him, dude. Fuck all he, right. he, I'm glad he's dead. Oh, fuck him. I'm glad he said it. All right, all right, all right. So, let's move on. Um. Also... Passing away in Las Vegas was um, for those who yeah, watched. Yeah, because there's no Pawn, deaths in Vegas. Well, no, but I'm just saying three of the four people we're talking about that passed away today or that recently passed away in Las Vegas. So yeah. number two is um, Richard Benjamin Harrison. And for those of you who had watched the show Pawn Stars, that is um, the old man. He was he ran that gold and silver pawn shop out there for 20 30 years. Um Korean war veteran. I think he's got a couple medals. I couldn't find it, but he's been running that that shop for years and they they've been making fun of him off and on, not because of Parkinson's. He's just a grumpy old curmudgeon and they loved him for Jesus, it. he had Parkinson's? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what killed him? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But you know what's funny? That's a bad one. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. I never watched the show like religiously. Like I'd be flipping through channels and if nothing was on and it was on, I'd watch it. So it's not like I never watched it, but I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh my God, new episode of Pawn Stars is on. I got to watch it. Um, But he, he, um, the show in general, he just made it fun. He was one of the people that made it fun. Because he would just I'll, fucking pick on everybody in that shop. I'll have to uh, watch a clip of it because I've never, um, I've never, I don't know who he is. So yeah, okay, yeah. Just I'll, watch I'll, a couple I've, episodes. I've seen it's, clips. I, I've seen clips, so I'm sure I have seen him once or twice, just without even realizing it. I'm sure. So, but yeah, he was a he was a fun guy on the show. So if you do get the chance to watch a couple of clips or an episode, you know. It's just, it's, it's junk food shit when you got nothing better to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. 
So it's what you watch when comic man is canceled, I guess. Oh God, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. That that's a death. The loss of comic Dude, book men. Can we talk about that for a second? Because yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because I was a, I mean, we're both big fans of comic book men, but like, I have been unable to find them without having to pay like an arm or leg for to just watch. Because I mean, it was on Netflix for a while, and then they only had the first season for some right. fucking reason for a while. Because because they, I think they struck a deal with Hulu or something. I well, thought I don't want to fucking pay for Hulu. I thought you already had Hulu. No, I don't have Hulu. I have, I have. I mean, I work at a video store, but I, I have, I have Netflix, and then I use uh, Steps Amazon Prime. But even then, I barely use Amazon Prime. She might have a Hulu. I can probably ask for the password. I think she side. does. So yeah, I think, I think it's on Hulu. It might be. I'm gonna. I can look to see where you can if it tells you where you can stream it. Because yeah, I was like, I think uh, halfway through like the third season. I don't know. I don't remember where I was. I probably will like. I've seen most of the third season and the, the first three seasons numerous times because they're always just a great thing to like yeah. kick back and have something in the background and and um, but then like there was a bunch of other episodes that like that were piling on that I just didn't have access to and I didn't want to torrent them because I don't I'm not a huge fan of torrenting and I was really kind of hoping that like work would buy them but work's like no this is only for you like we're not going to buy these just so you can rent them it looks like I hate to say it to you, buddy, but it looks like you have to buy it on on uh, iTunes. That's it. Yeah. See, that's that's unfortunate because it's it is a great show, and it, you know, and or at least also, it was a great show. You know what? You might want to check just based on what I'm seeing here. It looks like it's on Amazon Instant, which I don't know if that ties into Steph's Prime, but if it does, then you should be able to watch it for free using her Prime. All right. So I would check there. Okay. Yeah. I. It, it was such a... It sucks. I mean, do you think that, like, the show was in some way scripted? Um, no, well, no. But they, I don't know if you heard the, the, the tell him Steve Dave, oh, I can talk, oh, tell him Steve Dave, or the uh, Smodcast where they talk about the cancellation of the show. Did you listen to either of those? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, so the Smodcast one, the Tell em Steve Dave is only Walt, Brian, and and BQ, Brian Quinn. But uh-huh. this Smodcast one is the whole comic book band cast. So it's Walt, Brian, Ming, and Mike Zapsik. And then uh-huh. Kev, and they're talking about it. And so the show wasn't scripted in the sense of you say this, you say that, but it was like, we're going to do that, do this this week, meaning like the drag race with the Batmobile that they did, and I think in season two, or going to the Pez uh, factory like they did in this most recent season. They went to the Pez sure. factory. So those kinds of things, and the people that came in to sell stuff. They weren't actors. They were actual people with real products to sell, but they solicited for those people to come in. Like, they had to pass screenings and was the product worth being on TV and that kind of stuff. Like, I couldn't have gone up there with my collection because it's not that important or that vast unless I happen to have, like, Spider-Man number one signed by Stan, you know, something like that. Right. But, so that kind of stuff was, um, and I know for a fact that the the counter... That they did the transactions at 
was bless you built Thank you. for the show because I'm it's ironic because I was looking at the video room while we were talking about earlier your store the counter at the stash itself is actually very similar to the one in your store and it wasn't big enough for them to use for filming so they built a fake counter in the middle of the store for doing the transaction now transactions were real but the location so those things were like quote unquote planned but the dialogue between them and and all that was according to them as it would go well i had a feeling all the, the all that was like kind of i mean especially the banter between like brian and walt and everything and, and ming right. that seemed natural but like i remember an episode where like a guy came in and like told them about his bat cave and then the, they went to the dude's house right so i think I think that stuff was planned, but I don't think any of the conversation in terms of uh, like when they would talk to each other about it or or even like they probably and I'm, I'm speculating based on what they've talked about, but they probably said to Walt and those guys, hey, you got a guy coming in who has his own bat cave and he may offer you an opportunity or he's going to offer you an opportunity to come see it, you know, Yeah. but that's all they told him. You know what I mean? So when they got there, they didn't know what to expect or that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, whenever I see like a reality show, whether it's this or like Kitchen Nightmares or something, and then it shows the ca- the camera crew is inside yeah. when the person is like walking in through the front door allegedly for the first time. Right. It, it gives the impression, oh, this is them going to this guy's house for the first time. That I'm always like, because I know they're just like, okay, we're going to rehearse this. We're going to walk in. We're going to exercise. And we're going to go downstairs. And we're going to find your hidden room, blah, blah, blah. That, it always seems a little forced for me. Because. Well, some like, of that stuff uh, is because, forced. Well, because the, the alternate is that the, the, guy, the camera crew showed up early. And we're like in the guy's house. Like, okay, so guys, come in in three, two, one. We're going to film you walking in for the first time. It right, just, which is this, actually how I think it happens. To be very honest with you, I think that's how that okay. happens. I think the pro- I think there's a producer there. I think the producer goes with the camera crew early, and maybe the director and figures out exactly what angle and that kind of stuff. But but when you have just staying with comic book man, when you have you know Brian and Walt and Mike and Ming walking in there, it is the first time they're seeing it. I I think that's real. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they're trying to get genuine you know, uh, reactions, but they don't want to rehearse too much. Right. Exactly. I, I, I think that's exactly what happens. Yeah. But I think there is, there has to be some form of pre-planning because to your point about the camera, you can't, I mean, how do you do that? So I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like some of that stuff has to be planned, but that's more behind the scenes planning. And I, from what they said in the Smodcast episode, they were kept out of the loop on that stuff on purpose so not not to mention like they, they're going to someone's house and right. it's like because it totally could have been like do you want to see my bad thing and yeah. walk into a fucking dungeon and the guy's got a gun on them he's like yeah, yeah all right yeah. i'm sure all that he, he's like you thought this was the bad game this is the joker room <laughs> i'm sure all that stuff is vetted i'm certain yeah. of it so um but you're right. Some of these shows are probably much more scripted and planned and things like that. 
You know, that's why a lot of them I don't like, like the ones like the Real Housewives of Atlanta and that kind of shit. I never like those because they're bullshit. You know what I mean? Well, because, I mean, when you break it down, the comic book men show is, okay, we're going to talk about comics and we're going to have some customers bring in some random shit. But, like, they have to dramatize some stuff. They have to make things more interesting. Like, like okay, so this week we're going to dress up as zombies. And we're going to do a zombie marathon run. Or, right. Okay, we're going to go to a yard sale. They, they Or not a yard sale, a flea market. Like, they literally went to, like, they made a whole episode about going to the fucking flea market. Right, like, which, by the way, that episode pissed me off. Book. That episode pissed me off. Why? Well, okay, because if you recall... The town that they it's went to is called Collingwood. Yeah. The town I grew up in is called Collingswood. Yeah, we talked about this. Did, uh, did we? I don't think we. If we did, then it might be on that pilot episode that we never released. It, I don't. It, it, it is on the pilot. Yeah. Okay. You know, we keep joking. We're never gonna. We we haven't released it. We, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I've always been kind of torn. Be like, fuck it, let's release it. And I'm like, wait, no, no. No, we're that. no. It's gonna come out, but I just don't know when. And we'll make sure to record like a a five or ten minute, like in the beginning. Hey, this is when we first ever talked. However long ago it is at that point, whether it's you know six months, yeah. a year, or whatever it is, you know. So, no, we'll do that because we also have a. And I'll tease this. You, you and I and Steph talked about it and came up with this idea like a month ago. We have a bloopers reel that I'm compiling yes. as I edit. And some of this stuff is has actually stayed in the episodes that we've released, but I've also taken a copy of it for the bloopers. And some of this stuff uh -huh. is unreleased. So... We're gonna be uh, doing yeah. that at some you, point too. Before you release it, I wanna I wanna rough draft that. I, I wanna I wanna hear that shit. I just wanna well, hear us fine. fucking off. Well, here's what I was thinking with that, and we'll we'll pull behind the curtain for a second, and then get back to what we were gonna talk about tonight. But I think, and I'll certainly let you hear it in advance because I was planning on that anyway. But I think we should play it. And then, like, comment on it. So, like, do a running commentary on that episode, and that will be the episode. We'll we'll commentate the bloopers episode. Okay. I think that'd be fun. Because some of this stuff is going to be, like, months old. We're both going to have forgotten we said it. <laughs> My only comment about that is that it's going to be you and me listening to you and me. And if we're going to yeah. be talking, we have to, like, pause it. And like, yeah. so we don't overlap our own voices. Oh, absolutely! That was the plan. We'll listen to a clip. We'll talk about the clip. We'll pause the 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 clips. We'll talk about what we just heard and run it. Run the next one, dude. That's that's how it is on like certain shows where they do the whole clips episode where yeah. they have no new material. That's what we're going to be doing. We'll be like, oh, we're totally doing we're a like, clip show. <laughs> we're we're basically show. doing like a whole episode of like Family Guy, like. That one time when I did this, and then just shows yeah. that clip. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, and maybe, maybe we can get our respective uh, lovers to come and do it with us. So we'll see. I thought we were each other's respective lovers. No, we're hetero life mates. I'm confused. Yeah, that's all right. Little, You're always confused. I, a little, a little, little more than usual. Yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> 
Why don't we get back to the episode? Um, <laughs> oh shit, we're doing a show. I had yeah, no you know, show. people listening. Okay, we actually so, have. Uh, we, that's something else we should talk about real quick before we move on. We actually have listeners. We found that out in the last two weeks. We actually have some pretty serious listeners, and I'm very happy about that. So thank you to all two of you. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that was so good. Thank you. Yes. Um, no. he, neither of them are my parents. That's what I found yeah. out as well. One of them is mine, but that's... <laughs> no, um, one of your friends has reached out to us. And yeah, listens. one of my one of my friends and one of my old coworkers, uh, and I know he's listening, Dustin, you are going to be at one point wa- on our show. We're actually like, we're like, I'm I'm, I'm we have some guests uh, lined up coming up. That yeah, we're, we're super excited about totally because as much as CJ and I love talking to each other, it it gets kind of boring a little Monotonous. bit sometimes. Like yeah. it's always exciting, but it's like, all right, we we know more or less how the other person's going to have this opinion. But what we really want is, I want a really good debate. That's that's something that you and I have done from time to time, whether it's Star Wars sure. or. or Marvel or DC, but like, I want some. I want someone to have an opinion that's so out of left field that one makes me think about it, and two makes me be like, "Oh well, fuck that!" Like, and I have a feeling uh, if anybody could do it, it'd probably be Dustin. Dustin will probably be like, "Like you and I will have our own opinion, and the Dustin will just come out of nowhere and either agree with us or be like." I got a completely different fucking opinion. So here's this. Well, he had he and I. You wanted he and I to get to know each other a little bit. So we have been chatting uh, a little um, on offline. text or or on uh, text. Audio. Text, yeah. Um, okay. And he actually is the first and only person that's asked for the uh, dubbed in English EP, the opening music to our show. So I did send him that. So I have yet to hear his reaction. Yeah, no, very cool, but I've yet to hear his reaction. But on top of that, he came up with this. I I thought you and I usually pick the show topics, right? Because it's our show. (laughs) But I threw out to him what I asked him, what would he want to talk about? And he he suggested something that I I would like to do. And and we're not going to bum rush you with it i was certainly going to tell you about it and i will now and if you want to talk about it in depth later we will before we do the episode but he wants to do and and this was his way of keeping you in the conversation he wants to do movie soundtracks oh that's a great idea yeah i love it because it's it hits my wheelhouse of music it stays in your wheelhouse of movies and he said he can wax in intellectual on both topics, so I think it could be a real, real fun conversation. Oh, for sure, dude. That that I think I, I'm already got because I I try to be the one who comes with the titles, and so I'm already kind of got a title kind of brewing. I'm not going to ruin it because I want I want to. Yeah, I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off camera, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Dustin, I, I, get ready. Yeah, and that's coming, and then our. Twitter friend Arlen, we are working out logistics that may delay this as of today, which is a little disappointing. But we'll see what we can do. Not throwing her under the bus yet. <laughs> but no, we could um, also uh, have maybe next week be best. If we have to, yeah, absolutely. But she wants she and I, and would I say to a lesser extent you, 
or would you say you're on par with us? What are you talking about? In our fandom of the oh, the oh, oh of, of this topic, yeah, um, of the sh- well, the we, character, really the, the character as a whole. No, 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 we're gonna talk. Is? I'm gonna say it, but I just was trying okay, to set so, some groundwork uh, for the character as <laughs> yeah. well as a lot of the media. I'm pretty on par with you guys. Okay, with all right, the exception I'd... of the show that, that I'm you're watching just right now. Watching. Yeah, so what we're talking about is Sherlock Holmes. Um, one of the first books I can remember reading was a Sherlock Holmes book. So, Sherlock Holmes has been a character I've been a huge fan of for years, and as many people know, there have been many iterations of the character via radio and audio play and books and TV and movies, and I think there's even a couple web series. Like, this character, I... And we'll get into the history of it on that episode, but for as long as it's been around, to have as to have as much staying power as it does is is impressive. So we're gonna do. Dude, a whole I forgot to mention. They they talk about Sherlock, uh, like they talk about uh, Arthur Conan Doyle on Batman on Batman last night. Oh, did they? Oh, all right. that's the yeah. new one that just came out. I'd be excited to hear that. So, but um, so yeah, so we're gonna be doing a Sherlock episode and. Hopefully that'll be coming real soon. That's uh, on the docket as well. So, and I'll use this time real quick to send a friendly, friendly reminder to our two listeners <laughs> that if you have show topic ideas, if things you guys want to hear about, let us know. It, it, it's not to say that we can't come up with shows, but we want to be interactive with you guys. So if you have an idea, bring it on. <laughs> I also Tweet have us. a... a- I also have a question and a plug as well. I haven't done any Rika's rants in like weeks. Yeah. And part of the reason is, you know, life and birthday and you and I, and I've been focusing more on, on uh, this show. Um, that's not to say I don't want to do any more Rika's rants. I still want to do it. It was my first baby. It was my first love. You know, uh, this is, you know, it's now sort of becoming my side check. It, it's kind of <laughs> not as much as I want. You're cheating I, I really on her. I'm cheating on on Rico's rants. I, With pot I, of I feel bad. <laughs> I'm, God, dude, it, it, uh, that's just how much I love you, CJ. Oh, uh, I love you too, brother. So what I Which- want is for any uh, any of those two listeners, you know, you're <laughs> more than welcome to tweet me a topic or a movie or something to talk about, because sometimes I just have no idea. Sometimes I have to kind of force myself to do a uh, episode. Well, I gave you some assignments that you have yet to do, so I'm just saying. There's four movies off the top of my head that I gave you assignments on. Five. Five, actually. One of which you said you had trouble finding, so that's not your fault, but, you know. Yeah, and and I I mean, there are those that I have in the back of my head, but it's like, again, those are ones that I'm I'm forcing myself to do. But also, I had a... I still have a... I call him my number one fan. He's my fan from overseas. He's a uh, he's out in the Netherlands, and like that's that's how weird it is. Is that I have, I don't have fans that are even in my family for Lucas <laughs> fans, but I have a fan in the who's all the way in the fucking Netherlands, and uh, he and I. I mean, nothing happened, but like he and I were usually talking like every day or every other day. And now he's going through a, a bad time right now. I think it's, mm. he, it's his dog just passed, and that oh, sort of broke him up. That yeah, that sucks. If 
if so if our dog died, but, I'd be devastated. So yeah, man. So like he, but even before that, he and I were not, were just sort of like like you sort of like took over that whole like oh I'm talking to someone that I have never met right thing. So. Uh, anyways, uh, for anybody who, who wants a suggestion or, or has a suggestion or a topic or has a question, you can feel free to uh, tweet me at uh, Rance Rico. Uh, and we'll, we call, we'll, su- we'll supply the handles as well. You can yeah. also tweet us at the podcast. All our, uh, all our credentials well. will be at the end of the show. I do have a question and a show suggestion. The question has nothing to do with Rico's rants and the obviously the show suggestion. So what do you want first? Whatever. Okay. Well, oh, geez, get shitty about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the show suggestion is we just kind of went through the comic book men thing, but clearly it's really bothering. It bothered me too. But you might maybe do it like a little um, homage to comic book men because you've done a couple episodes that aren't about movies or any particular show or anything. You've done a couple of those things like on trailers and whatnot. So hey, why not do a do an R.I.P. to the comic book men. I can do that. That's... And then the question I have for you, and if you want me to edit this out, I will. Is your mom's cat still alive? <laughs> yes. The okay. fucking cat is still alive. Well, I you mean... talked about the guy's dog dying, and it reminded me that the other day you thought it was like on its way out, so I was curious. Actually, since I've been here, I haven't, like, seen the cat so let me let me go upstairs <laughs> so i i just i mean i had uh checked the cat when i got home last night but the cat hasn't been eating so i have been really kind of worried about this cat because it's a little older and it was also kind of like it's, it's never been social with me which i find really upsetting because i'm a big cat fan right this cat has been very uh <laughs> not friendly to me. It's always been hissing at me and, and we try and pet it and it loves to be pet. And then also just goes fucking bipolar. So I just went upstairs and found the cat under the bed and it's just staring at me like, what the fuck do you want? Well, at least it's still alive. So good there. Yeah. Yeah. For now. But speaking of things that aren't alive, <laughs> um, oh, there is, God. you know, I, I'm trying to segue. It's no easy way to do it. I don't know. Um, I there know. is, there is one more person I want to talk about that passed away in the world of celebrity. And this one, this one hits me a little hard because for those of you who don't know, cause I don't know that we've really talked about it on the show. Um, we have mentioned that my wheelhouse is music, but I don't know that we've talked about how intense of a, um, love that I have for music. Um, right. So much so that I have a bloody G clef tattooed on my inside forearm. Um, you really? Her- yeah, you've never seen that. I've never seen your tattoo. Let me see. I thought I sent it to you. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see it because of the camera angle. Hold on. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Thank you. It's my first and looks only like tattoo a- at this point. So, looks like a- it looks like an infection. Uh, thanks. No, I'm saying like it-, it looks like a badass tattoo, but like. Because the blood is like seeping out, it kind of looks like that tattoo is instrumental to your life. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah. Well, it, it really what it boils down to. So, um, I actually, and I don't think I've told you this, Rico, but I want to get a I want to get a microphone next to it, but like an old school like 
like that silver rectangular one with all the little striped lines. Yeah. I want to get one of those with like a pair of headphones wrapped around it to represent the podcast. I've toyed with the idea of getting a um, a film, like a, a film camera. There you go. If we're I've, ever I've, in the same I've, fucking place at the same time, maybe we could do that. That'd be fun. Right. You get yours, I'll get mine. Get uh, tattooed of each other on our, on our balls. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> but um, in any event, um, so music's been a, a huge part of my life. Um, all styles. I love really all kinds of music, but my, my heart and soul musically sits in heavy metal. And... Mm-hmm. Vinnie Paul Abbott, the drummer from Pantera and the brother of the late Dimebag Daryl Abbott, um, passed away two weeks ago at this point. Um, fell, uh, passed away in his sleep. I, they say he had a heart attack, which makes sense. He's a big guy. He was not um, healthy in that regard. Um, right. But a hell of a drummer. Um like right here, like a little bit of Pantera right here. This is these guys. It's yeah. oh, I know it's not your your thing, Rico, but that no, no, drumming it's, is it's so crisp. Um, so for the people who don't know the story about Dimebag, I want to tell that very quickly. I'm actually wearing my Dimebag tribute T-shirt tonight. The Black Tooth Green T-shirt, which was a a um, drink he actually created based on a lyric from a Megadeth song. It's um, for for my drinkers out there. It is um, it's one part Crown Royal, two parts Seagram Seven, and a splash of Coke. And he calls it the Black Tooth Grin because of a lyric from Megadeth's "Sweating Bullets," um, which. Rico, I know you're not in that style of music, but you need to go check that song out. It's it's a mentally insane person having a conversation with himself. That's the, the whole premise of the song. That's also the whole premise of our show. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. But um, the the first lyric in the song is "Hello, me, meet the real me," and it goes on from there. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> I have a joke which is like, um, someone said I'm schizophrenic, but I can tell you we're both fine. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so Dimebag was on stage in on December eighth, two thousand and five, with his new band, Damage Plan. It was him and Vinny have never until Dime's death had never been in a band without each other at any point in their lives. Wow. The, every band that either one of them had been in, they'd been in together. Um, and Vinny was older than Dime by two years, I think. Something like that, two or three mm-hmm. years. Um, and Dime Dimebag is considered to be one of the best metal guitarists ever. Like, just, he's ridiculously good. Um... And his their band Pantera that they originally created broke up, and there's a whole bunch of controversy about the breakup and what happened. And I'm not going to get into all that. That's not worth it. 
but the right. band split and Vinny and Dime went off and did their own thing and the other two members because there's only four members of the band went off and did their own thing and Vinny and Dime were in a new band called Damage Plan and even though they're the guys from Pantera sit down Jesus I'm cooking eggs but you're making a shit ton of noise um, I'm trying to be as careful as I possibly can <laughs> He, um, they're doing a new band, and even though they're the guys from Pantera, you have to, you kind of have to recut your teeth and build up your brand again. So they're playing a show at this club in Ohio, and there had been a lot of public um, back and forth between those two and the other two from the band about who broke up the band and why they broke up and all that stuff. And right. A guy who was a fan of Pantera and sided with the other two, uh, not the Abbott brothers, went to the show with his 9mm silver-plated gun, walked up on stage during this set and put five bullets in the dime bag. And then took out, like, two other people who were trying to stop him. Um, That's, that's, That's horrible. They say Dime died on the spot. It's horrible, man. I'm sorry. Uh, um, you, obviously, you're you're a bigger fan than than me. Yeah, it's, and, it's still it's still terrible. And it's one of the biggest regrets I have in my life because I saw Pantera one of the last times I ever performed, just by coincidence. Like they didn't say they're gonna break up; they just did. And I happened mm. to be at one of the shows, and I I just I was coming into my own when it came to metal music specifically, so I didn't realize the gravity of watching Pantera. Like I didn't know the two songs I just played. I didn't know anything but one song, which is still one of my favorites. But I um, you know, I look back and I squandered this opportunity to see one of the greatest guitar players of all time. You know, Vinny as a drummer didn't have that same accolade. He wasn't viewed that way as a drummer. He's an incredible drummer. I'm not taking away from his ability in any capacity whatsoever, but he he wasn't at the same level as a brother, and he'd be the first to tell you that, you know? Um, right. But it's the, the music world lost lost two guys, and, and then you gotta feel, we were talking about Joe Jackson earlier, and yeah, he's still a piece of shit, but you know, you had mentioned offline that you know, how shitty it had to be even for him to bury his own son when Michael died, what, eight years ago now, or whatever it is, or yeah. five years ago, whatever it is. Dime and Vinny's dad's still alive. He's buried both his sons. Like, that's... I don't have kids, so I don't know what that's like, and I I never will, but I know people that have kids, and I, I know that would just destroy them, so... Yeah, I, I don't care even... how shitty the person is. Burying your kid is just the worst fucking thing. You could Absolutely. Ever have to do. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like, and we could, I could. <laughs> there wouldn't be a heavy episode, but I could do a whole episode on on dead musicians that were pivotal to the world of music. You know. Um, Someone made a joke when I turned twenty-seven, being like, "Don't get in the rock and roll, you'll die." Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that goes right to where I was going to go, and that's the bass player from Metallica, Cliff Burton. You know, killed yeah. in a bus accident when he was 27. So, um, Jim Morrison, there's, Jim, there's Janice, yeah. oh, and all that. There's a, yeah, absolutely. Kurt, Kurt Cobain, he was 27. 
Um, Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy. Yep. I mean, anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to go there tonight because I'll go there for hours. But yeah, so I. But I had. I couldn't let that pass without talking about it because. Um, because guys so were pivotal. Important. Yeah, there was, it's so pivotal in heavy metal music. Like, a lot of people refer to like Metallica, Anthrax, um, Megadeth, and Slayer as the big four. And they were the four that kind of got us metal-wise out of the hair bands, uh, the Bon Jovis, the White Snakes, all those bands. Um and even though Pantera was around during that time, they weren't known. They didn't really become Pantera that everyone knows until like ninety ninety one, and so they were the transition from the big four into the next era of music, metal music, which is your um, Lamb of God, Shadows Fall, um, Kill Switch Engage, and and. Uh, Trivium, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. So I know a lot of those bands don't mean anything to you, but Pantera was pivotal in that transitional period. And it's just a shame to to lose somebody of that because he wasn't, yeah, not only the caliber, but age. Oh, excuse me. Um, Vinny was 54. That's way young. Way, way young. Yeah, way too young. You know, um... You know, and then like I said, mention mention dime, which wow, the dime's not listed on this thing about. That's weird. That's very <laughs> fucking weird. Um, because I was gonna give you dime's age for a second because I I didn't have a bit. He was only in his because dime died in two thousand three. It's two thousand eighteen, so fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah, dime was in his thirties when he died. Oh. He had to be. I'm. I gotta look this up now before we move on. Give me one quick second. I'll take two seconds. Yeah, he was thirty-eight. He was my age when he died. That's so, nuts. yeah, it's it's just shitty. And actually, I I was I have to correct myself on one thing. Vinny was younger. I thought Vinny was older for some reason. Dime was the older one. No, I had it right. I can't do math right now. Yeah, Vinny was two years older than Dime. So Dime would have been fifty-two right now, and he was Big, huge bucket of win. Yes, to to quote Kev Smith, huge huge bucket yeah. win, and for both uh, of them. And actually, it, I know you're behind on it. Seems like most of your your Smodco episodes right now, but on the last Hollywood Babylon during Tinseltown Stiffs, they do talk about him, and I thought that was very cool because I thought they were with with all respect to Kevin and Ralph, I just didn't think it would fall on their radar. Do you know what I mean? So I, I just thought they would skip over him when they were doing Tinseltown stuff. So when they did it and and Ralph mentioned it, I was like, yeah, you know, so. There was one, there was a death I think they skipped or they just didn't focus on. Okay. And I, I think they, not recently, this is a year ago, that kind of still, still kind of bugs me because either they talked about it and I missed it or they just didn't talk about it. But okay, when Frank Sinatra that. Jr. died, I was really kind of like, there was no mention of it, as far as I know. No, I think they, I think they did talk about it because Ralph talked about when he did the Ghost Sinatra on, I think, was it Kimmel or one of those shows? Yeah, yeah. He, he he's talked about that, and I'm pretty certain it was when when Frank Jr. died that they talked about it. So, I mean, he's talked about it a few times, right. but I'm 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 almost certain they did. They might not have focused on it the way you would have wanted, and I respect that. And I mean that sincerely, but 
I'm pretty certain they did well, touch base on it. Well, I was never a huge Sinatra Jr. fan, but I, I still well, but, it was the closest yeah. thing we'd ever get to a carbon copy. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just because I know you're a fan of Sinatra as a whole, so yeah, you know. Um, the the really interesting thing about them for me though is I said that they were the like the transition band to get us out of that hair metal thing, um, and yet their biggest influences was Kiss, which I think is hysterical. Like that's their biggest influence, hands down. Is is the guys in kids. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I can believe it. But it's just interesting because they're so night and day from what KISS is, you know? Well, I can just believe it because KISS is just super influential. Like, I wouldn't, I mean, apart from maybe the makeup, KISS and Marilyn Manson, the styles of music is not similar. Right, but see, that's what's that's what Kiss is influential about, and and I, I don't want to get into a whole conversation because I can't, you know, I can, <laughs> I'll go hours. But Kiss was influential oh, yeah. for like merchandising and stage show and production and things yeah. like that. It's just like Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper's in that same realm. But Kiss right. as musicians aren't very good. They've got a couple of good songs here and there, but they're not very good, you right. know. And they certainly weren't very pivotal musically speaking. You know, where is it was Pan- a lot more shock. What's that? It was a lot more shock. Right. Whereas Pantera is known for their the what they how they changed the face of metal music. So right. just an interesting thing. I'm not finding fault or saying there's something wrong with it. I just it it, it I've known that for years and the first time I heard it I was like, What? <laughs> how? But they were. They were huge. They were members of the KISS Army. And so much so that, and I can't speak for Vinny because this is more free, more recent, but Dime was actually buried in a KISS coffin. Really? Well, they have them. You can buy a KISS coffin. And in Gene Simmons, in his merchandising genius, it doubles as a cooler. So you can use it as a cooler until you die, and then you use it as a coffin. Well, you could also use it as a cooler after you die. Well, I suppose. But... If your body's in it, it's a little weird. So, um, well, you just keep the body cool. Yeah, right. So, anyway, that's that. But moving on to happier topics, we talked about something on a couple of different episodes. We we made reference to it. We didn't talk about it very intent or in depthly, but it's a show that was on, I believe, the IFC network um, uh-huh. that John Favreau hosted. John Favreau, for those of you who need refresher, is Happy Hogan from the Iron Man movies and a couple of the Infinity Wars. Director the, of the first two. Director of the first two. Um, he's also in a couple of the Avengers movies. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming in that character. He's also Swingers. Um, directed he directed Elf. Directed Elf. Directed The Jungle Book, if I recall correctly. He's, cur- he's currently going to direct The Lion King. He's doing The Lion King, and he's also directing, or at least helping create, I don't know if he's directing, maybe the first episode, but they're doing a Star Wars live-action 
TV show that's going to be on one of the streaming services. It's not going to be on like you know ABC or one of those channels. But he also was he also did a voice in Solo. It's just, so it's a voice because I remember you and I talked about that. We happened to look that up. So it's he's not on camera; it's just a voice. It, it, I don't know if it's motion capture, but he's definitely supplying a voice of a CGI character. It's, okay. he's not to spoil it. He and it's yeah, not don't, a spoiler, it's, I haven't a, seen it. <laughs> it's a guy that works with Solo in their first like crew, okay. and he's got like multiple arms. I think is what I'm trying to remember. Okay, well, yeah. So, so but anyway, so. But he, he, a voice where you're just like, is that John Favreau? Oh, it is John Favreau. Because like, there's not too many other CGI characters that show up. So you're like, oh, it's got to be him. Because it's like, just by, you know, okay, there's no one else. Right. Plus, he's got a pretty distinctive voice, I think. So I think it's something you would notice. Um, I mean, it's not It's not like I'm trying to think of one that's got a really distinctive voice, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, it's not a Pacino type voice or, uh, or even, um, oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. What? McConaughey. Uh, thank you. Um, so you know those guys, but anyway, he had a show called Dinner for Five, where he would sit down with generally it looks like four to five people. I think it, the idea was five, but every so often you'd have four and maybe even less. Where he'd sit down around a dinner table at a restaurant, and they would film it, and I'm sure there was editing and all that type of thing, but. It wasn't oh, yeah. a reality show like we were talking about earlier where it was, it was clearly wasn't scripted. It was clearly just let's get five people together and have a conversation while we're having dinner. And we talked about one of them directly when we were talking about Affleck and Kevin. And they, I think you they don't call it this, but you called it the Daredevil episode because it was really just anyone who was in that movie at that time, if I recall. Yeah, because it was Kevin Smith. It was Ben Affleck. It was... Jennifer Garner, it was uh, Colin, Colin Farrell, and it was yeah. Colin Favreau. Yeah, so um, that got me thinking that we should do our own Dinner Five. Like, not make a show. We're not going to subject you guys to another show. It's bad enough you got to sit through this one. But we are going to put together what, if we were going to do it, what would be our five and why. So, Rico, you being our... Our resident movie person, celebrity person, I'm going to put the floor to you first. Who would be your dinner for five? Why? And if you want to get into it, tell me what you think you'd be talking about. Well, I think for the sake of argument, because you can have fascinating conversations with both live people and then people that have since passed. Right. So I'll, I'm going to propose two separate dinner tables. Okay. So one for living, one for dead. All right, the dead my, my caveat is you do the living first. That would be my my thing. Okay. So for the living, you want more time to think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. You're like, who the fuck am I going to think? Um, okay, so for the living one, because obviously the dead one will be more obvious. Uh, the living yeah. one, I would love to have a conversation or at least observe a conversation with uh, Colin Trevorrow, director of Jurassic World and was director of uh, Star Wars 9. Didn't you meet him? Cat. No, I didn't meet him, but he was... He, I met his younger brother. That's it. Okay. I knew there was and, meaning of something and he somewhere. he work at the video room. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. I knew there was a connection. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there's a... We talked about Piedmont Avenue a lot. He, Colin Trevorrow used to work in the video room that I currently work at. 
So there's a little bit of woo for that. Um, so Colin Trevorrow, Mark Hamill, Kevin Smith, Kevin Feige, Ooh. and Ke- and Kathleen Kennedy. Because I would love to see like Kathleen That's... Kennedy and Kevin Feige and Kevin Smith and Mark Hamill and Colin Trevorrow have like a legitimate argument and be oh. like, and, and not, they would. Have a, not I don't I don't want them to gang up on her. But I want her to be. I want her to acknowledge her reasoning why she fired Colin. What Colin would have said to either his his own like because I thought about having um, uh, the director of Last Jedi. Usually I know his fucking name, but I'm likely I'm having a fart. Oh, brain fart yeah. Um, shit, I know who you're talking about. I'll I'll yeah. get it. Yeah. Wait, before you move um, on, give me your five again. So Kev Smith. Kevin Smith, Kevin Feige. All right, hold on. I'm writing Mark these down. Hamill. I want to just see something. So go ahead. Okay. Kevin Feige. Yeah. So Smith, Feige. Yep. Mark Hamill. Hamill. Okay. Colin Trevorrow and Kathleen Kennedy. So it'd be six at a table, but that's the five that I would pick. Right. So, yeah, yeah, because you, you count as six, and that's fine because we weren't counting ourselves in the five. So no worries. I just wanted to. Because I was, for some reason, I was getting seven, including you. So that's why I was like, oh, wait a minute. So it's, it's Ryan Ryan Johnson. I was like, is it Brian? It's not Brian Johnson. It's Brian Johnson. Yeah. Oh, for, for Last Jedi. Yep. Which, by yeah. the way, that's on Netflix <laughs> now. So it's kind of funny to watch yeah. that pop up. Yeah. I mean, oh, can I, 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 I? Go ahead. What? No, finish your thought. Well, I'll say I bought it from work and I still haven't rewatched it because I was like, dude, two is enough. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I mean, what, what were you going to ask me? You're going to ask me a last Jedi question? No, 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 no. I was just going to comment on something. That's all. Um, all right, go ahead. No, and we're, because we're preparing for that Sherlock episode that we teased earlier. And full disclosure, the BBC version of Sherlock, I had never watched yet. So I am in the process of watching that. But back when we did the MC Screwed episode, you said to me, you know, or maybe it was during Infinity War, but either way. You said when because you, you, I was waxing um, intellectual and, and giving high praise to Benedict Cumberbatch for doing Doctor Strange. And you said to me, if you like that, you would love his performance as Sherlock Holmes. Well, now that I'm watching that, you're right because it's very similar his yeah. portrayal of Strange and Holmes. And we'll get into that more on another episode, but I just wanted to say that yeah, you're right. It's really interesting seeing the overlaps. It's not. It's not a. He. It's not like he's one dimensional. It's clearly two different things, but there's definitely an overlap. Well, I. I think I don't know if I phrased it on the episode because I can't remember, but I would have said something similar to like Doctor like Sherlock Holmes played by Abed Cumberbatch is. Doctor Strange, if he was probably had a little bit of, uh, like a little bit of a spectrum, because I always kind of look at Sherlock as slightly autistic. Oh, probably, yeah. I, actually, that came and up the, on Twitter. So the way Cumberbatch plays him, I always kind of view him as like, at, sort of slightly Asperger. Who Cumberbatch or Holmes? Yeah, well, both, but especially Cumberbatch. Really? Okay. Yeah. But I think the character on a whole is usually on some sort of spectrum. Sure. I would agree. And there's other people that said that too. So. Yeah. Um, so 
My yeah, so my dinner for whatever five, six, seven, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's um, dinner for five. Just stick with that. Like like I said, I want I don't I don't want to be like them ganging up on Kathleen Kennedy because you know she's going through a lot of heat right now. I don't yeah. agree with a lot of the decisions she's made, um, in particular firing Colin Trevorrow and and look, I just want to say this: I'm not the type of Star Wars fan that is ragging on her because she's a woman, which is all, unfortunately a lot of right. Star Wars fans are like being venomous about They're like. A woman shouldn't run Star Wars. Fuck her. No, dude, not at all. No, I, I know. I, yeah. I, 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 I identify as a feminist. I, I'm fine with having a female protagonist. I was just, all for Ray. You just don't like the choices she's made. Not Ray, but I'm talking about like some of the other choices Definitely she's can. made. Right. Yeah. But no, I'm saying what I'm saying, you don't disagree with her choosing Ray as a, a lead character, but you have issues with other choices she's made with the series i don't think she had anything to do with ray being picked that was that was probably all jj i think she I think probably she approved it but sure. i mean a lot of people are hating on kathleen kennedy because of like she's like putting in like a liberal agenda or something and for some reason star wars fans are like i don't need you know they're put disney is pushing you know having a black male figure and, and a main character and and a, and a woman protagonist is, is shooting on the franchise and I'm like you know Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck one, up. it's Disney. It's going to be a little bit more family friendly than before. Although last year I was really fucking. They were always but even kind of still family a little friendly. dark. It's, well, Last Jedi was a little darker. <laughs> I mean, as much as I despise that movie, I, I admit that they went a different direction. They, they went well, yeah. darker. Yeah. So, but I would love to see the conversation where she's just like explaining her actions, why she followed, why she fired Colin. Why she approved of Ryan Johnson's fucking, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's a Picasso painting in in movie form. Is how I look at Last Jedi. It is just, it's not a clear portrait. It is just all over the place. The nose is up next to the fucking eye, and the fucking ear is down next to the dick. And you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? It's just, it's just a weird. It, it is. It is the is the, is the fucking walrus from Tusks. It's just sits, it's just stitched together, and you're like, "What is this monstrosity <laughs> I'm looking at?" So, how, and Mark Hamill was very much against everything Ryan Johnson did for Luke and for Last Jedi, and I would he love came to around. see Mark. At least publicly, he came around. Oh, I'm sure that had nothing to do with Disney putting a gun to his fucking head, <laughs> or the the Brinks truck they backed up to his house and said, "Here." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I, I believe it was like Mickey Mouse coming out of the fucking shadows and like, oh, you think you could fuck with me? I'm going to fucking kill you. Stop talking shit, Luke. Well, yeah, probably. So, and not to mention Kevin, what I don't want is I don't want Kevin, as much as I love hearing Kevin talk, to dominate the conversation. And one of the great things about Kevin is that he can supply many great answers, but he can also ask really great questions. So I want him to ask some great questions, and I want the everyone else to answer them. I don't. I don't want it to be a Kevin central figure. And also, I want Kathleen Kennedy to ask Kevin Feige, "How do we fix Star Wars? How do we do what you're doing with Marvel? Because we both work for the same fucking company. We both. We both have you know Disney above us. And she doesn't run Disney. She runs Lucasfilm. So Lucas Arts. Same thing. So I want her to pick Kevin's. Kevin Feige's brain and be like, 
how do we do what you do? We have a whole range of characters that are already canon that we can explore. How do we make our, how do we make someone like the vision who is sort of not, I mean, he's not bottom of the barrel character, but how do we make him interesting? How do we make a Boba Fett movie and have it be interesting? How do we make a Yoda movie and make it interesting? For Boba Fett, you don't make it a, a woman with her tits hanging out. I'm just saying that's my first thought. So, well, I don't know, man. We have different fucking versions of Boba Fett. <laughs> Go ahead. Booby Fett. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we've hit a new low. Uh. You, you love me. Um, so, and also to have Mark Hamill like voice his opinion and be like, listen, like, I, I've been living Luke for 40 years. If anybody whose opinion you should trust, it should be mine. Not, not just, I mean, us all for a new interpretation, but not one that will just destroy the character. I mean, and a lot of, I mean, I've, I, I know both arguments. I have my own argument, and I hear the fans that have supported Ryan Johnson's opinion of how Luke should have been portrayed. Some people are like, well, some fans just want, you know, Luke. The carbon copy, the same thing we've seen every fucking movie, which is him swinging a lightsaber, looking badass, and being like, I am a Jedi, like my father before me. That's what I wanted. A lot of other people are like, well, let's take that and make it more interesting. Let's add some darkness to him. Let's, let's make him kind of grumpy. Let's have him be a recluse. And, you know, I, I think there could have been a possibility we could have combined the two and have a hybrid where... In the beginning, you know, he is a grumpy fucking hermit. He is the anti-Obi-Wan or the anti-Yoda. You know, he's like, I've made some mistakes. I need to hide the fuck out because that's what Jedi's do. But then have Rey redeem him or explore a little bit more of the gray Jedi situation that he sort of enamored, which they really didn't focus on. I mean, they, they barely touched the whole Luke teaching Rey thing, which is really kind of what we wanted. We wanted... Or at least right. I wanted. No, right. A lot of <laughs> a lot of Luke teaching Ray the ways of the Force, and he said, "I'll give you three lessons," and he only gave her two. So, like, it's really the movie itself was just really fucking frustrating. And I just want to hear Kathleen Kennedy, like, it's I just want her to explain herself, but I don't want it to be an attack on her. And I think Kevin would be a great way of diffusing the situation. I think Kevin Feige um, could give her some fucking pointers. Because there's already talk about uh, Kathleen Kennedy maybe being scooted out. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, there's been talk about her, like, the fans especially, well, some of the fans especially, have been uh, asking for her resignation. And, I mean, these, these are also the same fucking stupid fans that are like, you know, we want a remake of Last Jedi. We want, you know, they're like starting up a fucking uh, GoFundMe page. And like, you know, Donate to make to remake the Last Jedi and have it done by J.J. Abrams or or George Lucas or some or Colin Trevorrow. You know we need to see the version we we want. And I've said this before and I'll say it again: the best and worst thing of Star Wars is the fans. Sure. You know, yeah, absolutely. I agree with no that. No fucking. There's just no pleasing them. No, not at all. And and but I'm all for fans making their opinion public and saying, we're unhappy with Jar Jar. We're unhappy with this. And here's why. But when 
they're bullying the fuck out of people. Like, I didn't like the character Rose. She, you know, I liked her in the beginning of the movie that I really was like, wow, right. what a fucking departure of something great. She just be, she became one of my least, I mean, what, uh, an interesting character who became the most, one of the more frustrating characters. But that doesn't excuse the fact that people are like bullying her and like she had to quit social media because she was getting threats. And it wasn't even about her character. It was about her race and her gender. And it's like fucking, you know, I look at what happened to Jake Lloyd who played okay. young Anakin in yeah. episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a fucking kid, man. Like, he... Now, do you know what is going on with Jake Lloyd right now? He's Is he in jail for something? I thought he was he in jail for... In, he, dude, he might be in jail, but he's like a schizophrenic right now, off his meds. He, like, attacked his mother... He's been like, he went on a high speed car chase with the cops. Like, and Star Wars has ruined people's lives. Like, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, almost committed suicide. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, there's got to be, like, the Star Wars fans, and I, I am a major fan. But bullying is fucking bullying. And I think Kathleen Kennedy is not responsible for it, but she also should have had enough clear insight to look at the controversy that Last Jedi would have had before she said, this is approved. I approve of this. Same with Solo. I mean, she is sort of ignoring the fans. Ryan Johnson, who I respect, respected, as a filmmaker, because I love the film Looper. I love his movie, uh, Brick. He, he's told the fans basically go fuck yourself. Like without saying go fuck yourself, he's just saying all you people that hate my movie, tough, like deal with it. I know what I did. I believe 100% that I did the right decision. But if you have to explain and he had to explain his movie numerous times, that means you didn't really succeed. Right. Hey, listen, real quick, I have a Jake Lloyd update if you want it. Yes. So, now this is, last information is from 2015, so I'm not sure what's going on now. He quit acting in 2001 from the because of the bullying he was getting at school from his role in Star Wars. That's number one, mm-hmm. to your point. Um, and then... In 2012, he was going to direct a documentary. Um, I don't know that it ever made, got made. It doesn't say. And then apparently the actor who played young Boba Fett in episode two started a music career and he was going to direct that music video. That failed through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, in 2012... He talked about why he retired, the Star Wars stuff. He actually sold all his memorabilia, Star Wars memorabilia, just to get away from it. And then I in heard 2000- he destroyed it. I heard he like, like burned and destroyed all his. Like, he doesn't. Star Wars s- it it could have been. It just says he no longer keep. I assumed he sold, so that's my fault. But and then on June seventeenth of two thousand fifteen, he was arrested for reckless driving, driving without a license, and resisting arrest. 
He was moved from jail to a psychiatric facility after he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And that's the yeah. last update that I could find. So I don't know if he's still incarcerated, for lack of a better word, or, or he's just out and dealing with that. But Committed. Yeah. I don't know if he's committed or not. But Well, he I, it, I read one, his mother had quoted that he had attacked her. Right. That's what he got arrested for. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean... Would he have done that anyways? Right. That's that's the question you have to ask. And I'm not dismissing what he's been through in terms of the bullying and all that kind of bullshit. But was was he going to go through this kind of stuff? Not the bullying per se, but the schizophrenia and all that just because that's was it in him the whole time or yeah. was it triggered from the bullying from the star Wars or what, you know, and that's unfortunately a question we'll never get the answer to, but right. And you know, I know people that deal with mental illness and nothing yeah. on that level, but it's, it's a hard fight. So it, regardless, I have empathy for him because it's not, it's not an easy battle, and I hope he's got his got his grip on it, and he's going to be okay. But anyway, I just wanted to give you an update on because you mentioned it. I wanted to get some facts for you. So, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, that's that would have been my my conversation piece. I mean, yes, it's it, it's it's more or less everything we have talked about with the Star Wars and Marvel and Kevin Smith and everything. It's just basically every one of our episodes just boil down into one fucking long conversation altogether. Um, but I'm very interested in everyone's opinion on that, especially, especially college tomorrow because right. he, he can't really publicly talk about uh, everything in part because he's still connected to Spielberg. You know, he is, he's sort of one of, he was one of Spielberg's proteges in a weird way. Just like J.J. Abrams. I mean, that, Colin and J.J. and even Ryan Johnson, they're all like fans of Spielberg and, and everything. So, which is sort of why he was, after Jurassic World, he was sort of like tailor-made and set up to do Star Wars 9. And Kathleen Kennedy and Spielberg are way old buddies um, because Kathleen Kennedy was like Spielberg's assistant. That's sort of how she got her career was like she was his assistant and then became a producer. And sort right. of like worked her way up through his influence and through his connection. So real quick, over the two weeks that we weren't recording, I kind of got into a mood and watched Crystal Skull and Les Crusade again. And I watched the extras and whatnot. And and I saw her pop up and never put the math together. Like I saw her, I was like, holy shit, that's... Like when I saw her, I knew who it was. But like oh, when they put her name on the screen. <laughs> but I... I would have never connected her all the way back to those movies is what I'm saying. Did she was oh, yeah. the one she now goes, running Star Wars? No, I, back of- yeah, I get it now. And they talked about how long she's been part of all that. But like, I would have never, prior to seeing that, I would have never put it all together. If that makes sense. I, I want to say that I think her first official producing credit with Spielberg was uh, E.T. That I don't know. They didn't get into that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that was her big, her big one. All right. So that's that's my opinion. I mean, that that's that's who I would pick. Because I mean, because as of right now, that's all the sort of celebrity like gossip conversation I would love to hear and 
And I would also love to hear to, for them to talk about what I was just talking about, which is like the right. fandom. Right. You know, and who is, it, are the fans allowed to be this ravenous and this like, you know, rabid, you know, for like, because when you bring it down, even I can admit, it's just fucking Star Wars. It's about, you know, it's about a family, you know, you know, that is fictional in a fucking fictional galaxy a long time ago that, you know, yeah, we, we didn't make them, but like, right. We, we feel like they're part of our family in a weird fucked up way. We feel like oh, the yeah. Skywalkers and the Solos are, are sacred. Star Wars fandom, so. more than any other movie series, is very unique, I think, in that exactly what you just said, that people feel like they own part of the story, part of the series. And when you fuck with their, their toys, they get angry. And I think that happens more with those movies and that series than anything else. Yeah, because even something like you know Star Trek or or Marvel or DC, like we will accept changes. We're not happy about it, but we will accept it. Like you know, if they if they all of a sudden like when they do a big departure with Batman, we're not happy. Or or Superman or right. If they right. change the costume or the character, like the Mandarin for Iron Man three, that was the only it. kind of thing. I, 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 I'm, I was fine with that, but do I, I do I really want to see your typical Mandarin villain? Sure, but I also sure. think maybe Marvel got a little nervous because they don't want to traditionally portray like, you know, an Asian stereotype, which is I think what they were worried about. Well, that and there was a lot of the stuff with real terrorism from that region of the country or the world, I should say, you know, at the time that they made the movie, you know, and I forget if you said this or someone else said it, but the biggest complaint I heard about it was that they took one of the world's greatest actors in Ben Kingsley and turned him into a buffoon. Um, it must've been someone else because the second part of like when he is revealed spoiler as right. Not the Mandarin. He's just some Cockney drug addicted British like drunk. Yeah, I. It was a twist I was not expecting, but I was like, okay, I can I can get into it because whatever. Right. But for the first half of the film, of him, what we're believing he is the terrorist, and he is the Mandarin. I loved his portrayal because it was a little bit of like all these random things. He had like these Elvis aviator glasses, sunglasses. Right. He had like a beard of Bin Laden. He had some yeah. Asian influences and Middle Eastern influences uh, thrown into his costume. He had the Ten Rings, just like, you know, yeah. uh, the actual man would. Um, he had a fucking... I mean, the guy has a tattoo on the back of his neck uh, that is of Captain America's shield. Does he? Yeah. I'll have to go look at that. And it was... It was for uh, it stood for anarchy instead, and his voice was like like a weird Nixon kind of impression. Yes, like, yeah. You'll never see me coming. Like I, you know me. I'm it was a creepy. Big fan. It was creepy, and I'm a big fan of a voice that is like off kilt and and it was kind of like okay, this is sort of the new babe. It's like you know, it's like. Every new villain has to have like a unique voice. Otherwise, it's just generic and yelling and blah blah blah. But like for especially for Big Kingsley to choose a 
Nixon-esque voice as a villain, that was just, it'd be like, okay, uh, I'm going to be a villain and I'm going to use like Bill, like a, like a really angry Bill Clinton. Like right. just such a weird choice, but it kind of fits with the character. So I loved what he did for the first part. Um, but my point is that Marvel fans, we, we are like, okay, we, we're not happy about this. We accept this. And also Marvel had to like do like a little bit of backtracking and they had to like, you know, those little one special things they do this one shot comic kind of like little like bonus features in a DVD. Yeah. 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 They'll show it shows. Um, it showed the Mandarin going to jail and he's like, he passes by Justin Hammer's cell or something. And then like one of the inmates goes up to him and be like, look, you fucked with the actual Mandarin. So it implied there's a real Mandarin out there. So I think that was Marvel Comics being like, oh shit, the fans are not happy with this. We need to like suggest there's a real Mandarin. And he's pissed off that he was like, you know, copied and fucked with. Whereas Star Wars didn't do that. Star Wars hasn't done it. Right. And and Solo is going through a lot of controversy. Solo is a fucking like it's a bomb. It's like the first Star Wars bomb. And yeah, it's a bomb that's totally still made up. like Three hundred million dollars. Yeah, but they put that was because their budget was too big, and they didn't have any good marketing. And if they had, and here's the thing, moving forward, and and Kevin said this in, in an episode of Batman and Batman last night that I watched, and I agree. Moving forward, the first thing you have to do is trust your directors or director. If you fire someone or if you're unhappy with the way they're doing it, then that's on you. You know, if you have to go through an interview process, you have to go through a screening process. Don't go who is popular. You know, JJ Abrams is popular, but he also is a great filmmaker. Ryan Johnson is a great filmmaker, but also has not had any experience with a budget this huge or a subject this important. He's done his own shit. He's done his own stories. You know, making you know, taking Star Wars and doing it his way was a mistake. You have to you have to do some fan service, which is what I think Colin Trevorrow would have been perfect for, because Colin Trevorrow made Jurassic World, which is a lot of fan service, but he also went in a different way. Right. And that's why for me, uh Jurassic Worlds worked very well. Is it the best? No. But it's definitely one of the better ones. Right, right, right. So that's that's I mean we're as usual, I'm just expanding. You better fucking come up with your five people at this point because I've been talking for thirty fucking minutes about this. <laughs> I do have a I do have a list. Um, I don't like okay. it, but I have one. Um, so I got my five. I did make a list while you were talking, and I was paying attention. I had to stop to look up Jake Lloyd. So give me some fucking credit here, Jesus. Um, no. <laughs> so I. I feel like your five was well more thought out than mine because even though I had more time to think about it, your five, you had a, a logic behind your five. Mine, just people I want to spend time having dinner with and hearing them talk to each other. You know what I mean? Sure. So this mine's completely selfish. Like you want, you want them to talk to Kathleen Kennedy and give her some ideas and you want, you know... Talk. You want um, Trevorrow to get a chance to speak his piece and those kinds of things. And me, I just want to sit down with these five people and have some drinks and hear them talk. 
Because so, <laughs> I think the conversation would carry itself, and I wouldn't have to say two words. So, yeah, you don't want you don't want a you don't really necessarily need a a goal for the conversation, right? Whereas I want a goal, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Please don't take it that way. But for me, it's um, hey, there you are. <laughs> there I am. Um, so here's my five and then, and in no particular order, and then we can discuss because I, I don't think I can wax as rhapsodic or intellectual about my choices as you did. <laughs> so, um, I'll take that as a compliment. It, it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Only cause I can't find a way to make it a negative. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Um, Kevin Smith. Which, for both of us, makes sense, right? I mean, that's what brought us together to do the show. Of course. You know, it's it's that whole thing. So, but, but on top of that, uh, aside, he has a lot to say. And it's not mm-hmm. bloviating and, and just running his mouth for the sake of running his mouth. He would tell you he's not very intelligent. I would disagree with that because I think he is very intelligent. And I would, I would disagree with that, too. With me or him? I would say he's an intelligent person. Right. He, see, and then the difference is he, he equates intelligence with guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, you know, that level of people, doctors, lawyers. You know, he's, I'm a, I, I'm probably paraphrasing, but I'm a silly filmmaker. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, who yeah. makes dick and fart jokes for a living. Like, that's, that's what I do. But, in and of that, he has his level of intelligence that's pretty high, you know? So, yeah. and if you ever hear him, and I know you have, but I'm talking to our listeners, if you ever hear him go on these um, diatribes he goes on when people answer, ask him questions, like, I think it's, what's the evening with Kevin Smith was it where he calls the girl come? She says she was come when they made mall rats. Do you remember which one that was? That, that yeah, that was. Um, was that burn in hell? That's burn in hell. Okay, so in that one, they set up a Q and A. The point was for him to do a Q and A and him to answer questions. He answered two questions in a two-hour Q and A. That's and, how it was when I saw him at a Q and A. Right. I was going to say when I talked to him. Yeah, I was the second question, and and the thing was over. But, and before we go over into the rest of mine, were you, to quote Gladiator, were you not entertained for the whole? Um, I was entertained, but I, because I saw both a Q&A and then Babylon right afterwards. Right. right. I was more entertained with Babylon than I was with the Q&A. Because the Q&A, he, he had talked about... Um, well, no, I take that. I mean, I was entertained, but there were a couple of times where I felt like I had heard his jokes before. He was right. a little repetitive. Yeah. And so I, there, yeah. there was one or two times where I'm kind of like drifting, not falling asleep, just kind of like my attention went somewhere else. Gotcha. I got you. But I, to use his lines, I could hear I could listen to him read the phone book. Do you know what I mean? So, sure. Anyway, so then, then next on my list is Pendulette. From Penn and Teller. Oh, that that'd be good. Cause he's incredibly intelligent. Like I, 
I just listened to the Smodcast where the two of them were on it, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I got the idea. It was like I would, I want more of this. I want to hear more of this. You know, the two a of them good talk- chunk of the conversation would be the two of them talking about how they lost weight because Kevin it yeah. adopted Penn's yeah. uh, way of losing weight, and that's why he had Penn on the episode. Honestly, was because Although, of that. I, I, go ahead. No, go. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, I, Penn is great to talk to. I would love to hear Teller have a conversation. I would. And that's one of the things that he talked about on that episode. I'm going to jump off of the dinner for five for a second is Kevin was asking him kind of about that, about the fact that, you know, people don't hear Teller. Well, one of the things I didn't know, and it was all peek behind a curtain, and I don't know if I wanted to know this because it took away a little of the mystique for me, but apparently if you go to a Penn and Teller show, they'll come out and talk to you, both of them. Like, not... Not during the show, but like after the fact, they'll mingle with the crowd and they'll talk to you. You know, my uh, my stepfather, he saw a he went to a Penn and Teller Vegas show, right? And he was brought up on stage For to a, participate with. The oh, trip. nice, yeah. And I don't remember if if Teller spoke to him, but um, I mean, he, he talks about highly. It generally doesn't speak when he's on stage. That's the thing I got cl- made clear is he doesn't generally talk on stage. But mm-hmm. if he's but if he's in a in a crowd of people, he'll have a conversation. Like it's not like he never talks when he's in public. Because what I thought he did, I thought he just mm-hmm. never spoke when he was in public, and he it, that's not the case. I I honestly, I I don't I don't, I think he was like on. The Simpsons, and I think he like, but I think there was like controversy about like whether it actually was his voice or not. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know he spoke on the Big Bang Theory. We talked about that a couple episodes back. He did get mm-hmm. a line on the Big Bang Theory. So we did. But um, anyway. So moving on. Then Mark Bernardin. Now I know I sound like mm-hmm. I'm placating to the to our our Smodco world, but Mark Bernardin is maybe one of the most eloquent people I've ever heard in my life. That guy and he's and he's quick and he's mm-hmm. and he's smarter than I think people give him credit for. And what I mean by that is like he's not doing something more important with his career in that industry. Like he should be where Kathleen Kennedy is or a Kevin Feige or one of those guys. Like he should be at that level. Maybe not in those roles in those particular studios, but Definitely at that level, and he's not, and he should be because he's that good, you know. I would agree with that. Uh, he he definitely uh, Kevin has phrased it a lot, which is like, "Fuck, dude, you need to be working a whole lot more." Right? Or or what? I love when he when they're pitching movie ideas, and he's like, "Fuck, I hate when I want to see your movie more than the one that's coming." <laughs> you know? Yeah, they did a whole Creed thing last night. I was like. Oh, that does yeah, sound really I, I'm actually looking forward to watching that. I'll watch that tomorrow probably. But um, so yeah, so Mark Bernard, and I have to thank Kevin for introducing me to Kim because I look. Let's be fair. Would we know who Mark Bernard was if it wasn't for Kevin Smith? Probably not. Probably not. You might because of how inversed you are in movies and TV and that kind of thing. But I certainly wouldn't have. Um, no, I wouldn't have because as well, much as I respect a writer or a TV writer, they're always kind of like. You know, I, yeah, I don't watch credits of like Supergirl, right? But you know, his, or, or, but his, 
his star is rising, so he might have gotten to a point where you would have heard of him. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe not as a writer, but as a... Right, that's my point. Whereas I may never have heard of him if it wasn't for Kevin. So... Right. Or I would have seen a name and like, oh, I've seen that name before, but I wouldn't be as familiar with him as I am. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I say that ironically because I don't know him from all on the ground, but he's from here. You know that, right? He's from Philly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is Ralph. So is Ralph. So is, and so is Andy McElfresh from Education. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's, Ke- there's a lot of East Coast, like, l- yeah, blood in that in, in family. Florida. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you hear about the, the pub quiz they're doing? Education. Mm-hmm. They're starting mm-hmm. a weekly pub quiz at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Where you go down there and you basically basically do like bar trivia, but it's going to be more centered around like Kevin and things like that. But there's mm-hmm. ten rounds and each round has a winner, and they get a prize. And like one of the prizes is in the jersey off Kev's back that night. Like he's literally going to take it off and hand it to you. I like it. I like it. One of another prize is that he's going to do the outgoing voicemail on your voicemail. Like if you someone calls you and gets your voicemail, it'll be Kevin Smith going, "Hey." This is Kevin Smith, blah, 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 blah. Here's like, so-and-so. Oh, it's Kevin Smith. I just, oh. That sounds a little bit more like Rogan, but okay. Um, well, Kevin does this thing where he's like, oh, welcome to the family. He does, he does that yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of deep, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then he, um, forget what somebody other and then it's other just gonna be other swag from the viewsku universe and that whole thing throughout the different rounds so so but that, so yours was bernard smith i'm not done yet but yeah i know i'm, I'm thinking I'll, i'm just trying to get get, get them all so and yeah. was Penn. that's the three that you said so far Penn smith and bernard yeah okay okay um then dave Grohl from the foo fighters Oh, that, that'd be uh, the nicest looking guy, the nicest looking rock star ever. But also one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Like I've heard. Are you, you saw him live? No, but I I have the eight part documentary he did about the one album they made, and mm-hmm. I've seen I've I really kind of dove into Dave Grohl. Like I started watching a lot of videos and interviews, and like the dude is highly highly vested in music he's not just there for the money grab or the fame like he loves music to the same level that i would say i do the difference between me and dave Grohl is he can perform it you know so i mean when he broke his leg on stage yep. he had it casted while he's still playing music well no, they did they did, no, they, they did pause the show for like 20 minutes so that he could get it casted and then he went back out and finished the show but that's yeah. my point though 20 minutes yeah he was just like i brought my leg wait 20 minutes while i go fix like put my leg in a cast i'll be right back and he just I, comes out in a fucking chair and then he had like a throne made and did the rest of the tour like they didn't stop the tour um whereas i'm like i've heard of like fucking you know pieces of shit pop singers like like justin bieber yeah like mm-hmm. he threw up he, like milk one time he's like i'm dead or like someone threw yep. like a shirt up on the stage because it's crazy concerts and shit. And like that's it, I'm done. He walked yep. away. Like fuck you, dude. Like yeah. you were such a piece of shit. I'm rough, yo. Um. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> you like that? Your huh? impression of his is like Kevin's impression of him. That's like, what I was getting it from. Yeah, I know. So. It's so good. Like, you know, I'm a believer, yo. Yeah. So, um, but like, I'll give you an example from that documentary. So it's an it was an eight part. It was more of a mini series that he put on HBO. But he directed it. And he I think he basically shot it. And what they did was on the Sonic Highways album that they put out a couple years ago. It only has eight songs on it, and they recorded all eight songs in eight different recording studios from throughout the country. So they went to one studio, set up the whole thing, recorded a song, broke it all down, went to a different studio in a different part of the country, and did it again. And used different influences from that style, or from that city, for the style, for the song, for that recording. And he, he documentary the whole damn thing. And one of the ones he did was at a studio in New York City, which the name of it escapes me right now, and I'm really pissed off. I want to think it's the powerhouse, but I could be wrong. Um, that's not the point. The point is, at one point during a break, it's him, the producer, and I think the drummer who... Oh, what is his name? Shit. Can you look up the drummer for the Foo Fighters for me, please? Sure. Um, well, anyway... They're out on the street just taking a break, just standing there getting some air, talking or whatever, and this family walks by, and the kid, who's got to be 10, stops and goes, holy crap, you're Dave Grohl. Like, I don't think that's exactly how he phrased it, but he, like, he recognized Dave and was, like, talking to him for a minute, and they're, he's sitting there talking to these people for, like, 15 minutes, and then goes, this, at one point, they said, what are you, what are you doing here? Did you find it? I... I did. Um, What's his name? But, well, there's three. Um, so since 94, it's Dave Grohl, as well as, and then there was Taylor Hawkins, and there was William Goldsmith, who was from 95 to 97. Right, so Taylor Hawkins is the one I'm thinking of, because he's the one, he's the active drummer in the band now, because Grohl's yeah. strictly on but, guitar. I just thought it was really funny, like, who's the drummer for Foo Fighters? I'm like, it's Dave Grohl, apparently. No, it's, well, no, he was on the first, the first Foo Fighters album, he played every instrument. He was the only person in the band. And then he built a band and moved on. Um, but that's another story. So they're on the street. They're talking. And at some point, one of the parents or whatever said to him, so what are you, what are you doing in town? Like, what's going on? Like, just conversating, right? And he said, oh, I'm mm -hmm. making this album, whatever. Hey, you guys want to come in and hear it? And he brought them into the studio. Toured them around the studio. Let them hear the track. And I think he gave the kid a guitar. Just because... Because he's Dave Grohl. <laughs> I saw a video recently of Dave Grohl with a kid who came up with a... He, was, he called him Kiss, Kiss Kid or something. Oh, Kiss I Dan. think I saw this. Yeah. And this kid like had like Kiss makeup. We were talking right. about Kiss earlier, so just remind me of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he rocked out with a yeah. fucking... And I think Dave Grohl gave him the, the guitar then. Yeah, I mean, he, he, this guy... This guy... And and then and he respects music so much. Like he loves the Beatles. He loves, you know, he he loves the Stones, which I'm not a big fan of. But that's another story. But still, like he 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 mm -hmm. looks at the history of music and then he recognizes it and he loves it. And he's teaching it to his daughter. And his mm -hmm. daughter, if you look it up, there's a video of him playing an acoustic guitar and his daughter singing in an Adele song, and she killed it. It was ridiculous. Really? Yeah, it's r really good. And he's so proud of her. 
and you can see it in his face. So, so I definitely got to meet Dave Grohl. Like, I, that's on my bucket list at some point to meet Dave Grohl. So if I get to pick my dinner for five, he's got to be there. You know, like. If I'm ranking these people at this point, I haven't hit number five yet, but if I'm ranking them right now, like, for me, it's Kevin and Dave. No disrespect to Mark, Mark or Penn, but, like, that's one and two. And really, at one point, I was going to ask you if I could make, like, two of them, one for music and one for non-music, because I was really having trouble putting five together because of that. Because there's a lot of music I mean, people I... No, I'm not going to do it, but I cut a lot of people out that... I would want like James Hetfield from Metallica because he's not on my list and you know how much I love Metallica. So, um, but my number five, getting back to my, my selections and this is the one you'll appreciate the most probably is RDJ. I want Robert Downer Jr. there. I considered having RDJ on my list. Um, primarily, but then I, then I switched to Kevin Feige. Because I was like, who who would be influential in the conversation? But also, I think as much as I love RDJ, I think he would kind of be the token asshole of the group. I don't think so. I think if this was was him, you know, Circus Scanner Darkly or maybe Zodiac, yeah, probably. But I'm just since saying, Iron I Man, he, mm, I don't know. I think his, I mean, he, maybe it's, he and I both have this similar thing, which is we're not really an asshole, but we just sound like we're an asshole. We always, okay. we have a really shitty tone of voice. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because I, yeah. Because I have people who are always like, are you okay? Like, calm down. It's okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? I just sound like I'm a frustrated. All yeah. I, I, I've never felt like you were being an asshole to me, but there have been times where I've been, Curious if you've been pissed off on or that it would be at me or something else. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm just like, no, nah, dude, I'm fine. I just, I just, I just, re- I mean, Steph does it all the time. Steph's like, are you mad? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. I just sound, I just have a very distinct, like, fuck you voice. Yeah. Resting fuck you voice. And, <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I called it. Resting fuck you voice. Um, <laughs> or no, I call it resting bitch voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that probably fits the dynamic better. But I I think that'd be a fun conversation because, you know, I have a feeling that Mark Bernardin could hold a conversation with Dave Grohl on music that we're not even aware of because he's never had the chance or the, or the need to get into that on any of the shows we hear him on. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And Kevin loves music. Like, if you hear him talk about music, he does. Maybe not to a level of a Dave Grohl or something of that nature, but he really does. Like the soundtracks to his movies are very important to him. You hear about the different uh-huh. styles of music he listens to. Um, I mean, just going back to the soundtrack thing for a minute, like I would equate the level of soundtrack importance to Kevin to the same that it is for Quentin Tarantino. Because Quentin is very hands-on with the music that goes into both his movies and on the soundtracks. I almost considered having Quentin Tarantino on my dais, dais as well. Yeah, cool. Because Quentin, Quentin, he, I mean, again, going back to Kevin, you hear him talk, you hear him talk about Quentin because him and Quentin have been friends for, and friends is maybe a loose term, but they certainly do like each other and have spent time together. But I don't know that he. Did you? Did you see the deleted 
not deleted scenes, but the bonus features of Clerks 2. I'm sure I've watched it. I don't remember at this point, but I'm sure I've watched it. There was a, a part of the making of for Clerks 2. Okay. I'm just, again, I'm sure it, show, it. it shows him bring the rough copy or the actual fish uh, footage to, I want to say, um, Robert Rodriguez's house. Okay. Rodriguez and or Quentin? Rod- Rodriguez. Okay. And Tarantino was there as well because Rodriguez sure. and Tarantino are just basically brothers. At this point. Right, right, right. Um, so, and it's really fascinating to watch Tarantino like gush over and geek out over Randall and Dante. Oh, yeah. He loves those two characters. Yeah. I knew that. And, and how he's critiquing um, Clerks too. I think I need to go. And just, <laughs> and you see Kevin like in the doorway of like, or the patio, like the outside doorway, just chain smoking <laughs> Marlboro Ultralight right. 100s or whatever. Right. And just like, and it's, it's not like, like he's just lighting up repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly because he's, you could tell he really respects Tarantino's. Oh, totally. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And Tarantino's just like, yeah, it's so interesting. I, I love how you did this. And Rodriguez is just like off to the side being like, I thought it was very good. I think well, you did a good job. Not to mention, I mean, you get Michael Parks in Red State and Tusk because of Tarantino. Yeah. And there's a when. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over. The new year is here. And the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland. You will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Michael Parks died. We did a whole episode of sort of R.I.P. for Marco Parks. Yep. And Smith talks about how he went to Tarantino's house. You stole my story, damn it. I know exactly what you're going to tell. No, 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 no. Finish it. I want you to finish it because you'll you'll say it better than I will. And how Tarantino, like, just, like, has, like, VHSs everywhere and DVDs everywhere and actual film reels everywhere. Like, his whole house is just a museum to movies. And he pulls out a VHS tape, which just says Michael Parks, like greatest hits or something. Oh, right. That he compiled, if I recall, like it's a VHS all, tape. That, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and he just puts it on like, like not even like we're watching this. Just like, okay, I'm putting this on whether you care or not. Right. Right. Which Kev didn't care, but yeah. Uh, it was such a great, um, great episode. I mean, I sh- here's the thing is I when Steph was in town we watched both Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two. Oh, good movies! I like Volume One, Volume One better than Two. Personally, I like Volume Two better. Well, there's but a couple I, reasons that, we can get into that for a minute, but yeah, we'll do a whole Tarantino off at one point. Um, 
I'll tell you, for me, it's it's the anime. It's the, it's the whole sequence from the beginning of Oranishi to the end of the movie. That's why I like the first one better. The whole story of Oren. And I can uh, I can appreciate that, and I can understand that. I I like part two more because it seems more poetic. It's oh, more totally. of a western. Yeah, no, it's I'll like give a you that. Western mm-hmm. with like Japanese and Asian influence. Um, sorry, the entire time we were doing this, I was like ordering food because I'm like, those eggs were good, but I don't want to cook anymore. So I'm like <laughs> ordering Chinese. Oh, what'd you get? Um, I I ordered from a place that's like nearby, so I've never uh had them before. But let me, I got Szechuan chicken, mm. orange chicken, mm. uh, some steamed rice some pot stickers and a Thai iced tea because like Thai iced tea is my fucking jam. If they ever serve it, at an I was like debating. There was like a Chinese place that also had sushi. And I'm like, ah, is that, there's sushi soup. Is that spicy iced tea? Like I'm not being smart, but is that basically what it is? I've never had it. Oh, dude, if you Thai ice, you have you ever been to a Thai restaurant? Do once. You like Thai? I, I do, but I've only been once. So, okay. Well, you can get Thai food. That's not spicy. If that's no, 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 no. I, I know that. I was just wondering of like what makes it Thai iced tea versus like iced tea. <laughs> uh, Thai iced tea is the way they. It's not spicy. It, it's it's definitely. I'm not a tea drinker in any way, um, unless I'm like having a cold or I'm having an iced tea. Sure. Like I like my fucking tea, like Southern style. It's like, super sweet and super strong. Yeah. But I'm not a casual. Like I'm gonna have like tea instead of coffee. I'm always going to drink coffee. Yeah, me too. So Thai iced tea is it's sort of like a, a stronger tea flavor, but it also comes with uh, it's it's orange. It's orange looking. Okay. And it comes with it's like the, the burgundy tea looking thing and they add like either coconut milk or sometimes it's coconut milk or sometimes it's just cream or just half and half. You lost me milk. right there because I can't have either. So Okay, well, Yin, you, you're fucked. That's all right. I'm, I'm you, used to being fucked. I mean, but anyway, you could, you could probably make your own with like soy milk or rice milk, whatever you probably. use. Well, I, I want to get back to my five because, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna edit this shit out. Oh no, I'm no, 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 no. That shit stays. Um, <laughs> this is but, not the chafta. This, this chafta stays. Yeah. So, uh, but no, but so. I think I think the conversation between I think the conversation be, and this is why I think it doesn't fit very well because I the conversation between RDJ Bernard and Kevin Smith could be amazing, and Penn could hold mm-hmm. his own in that in that one right. But I think Dave Grohl would potentially be way on the outside. But I, I same, think it's an interesting dais for you because you have a lot of people that usually will dominate a conversation. That's true. Well, no, maybe not Dave, but the other. The other four, yeah. Not Dave. Dave's going to be the one who's just like, hey, I have a point. Can you hold on for one second? Let me get, stop talking. And like, Penn's going to be like the loudest. RDJ is going to be the one who kind of sounds like he's the most bored. Kevin's going to be the most excited sounding. Um, Mark Bernard's going to be like, I agree. And here's why. And then, and then everyone's <laughs> going to go, shit, that was a better idea than what we just said. <laughs> yeah. Periodically, it's going to be like, RDJ be like, um, yeah, let me uh, tell you about this one. And then you're going to have like Pendulum just like yelling and be like, I'm so happy. And then, and then you get Dave Grohl being like, 
uh, I have a, I have a point. Let me talk about this. And then Mark Bernard will be like, oh, well, you could do this, but here's my opinion. And then I'll end with Kevin, Kevin be like, oh, it's no good. You're a fucking writer, man. Yeah, basically. That was good. That was, that wasn't sounded like Kev. Um, the one that, the one thing that I think that would be interesting is I think listening to Dave and RDJ talk about their uh, issues and experiences with substance. I I don't know if RDJ is going to talk about that anymore because I think I mean maybe for that show maybe for this if if there's if this if there's no strings if there's like no holding back then yeah. maybe that'd be interesting to talk about. But I also know RDJ, I think, is like at that point, he's just like, hey, dude, I did it for Inside the Actors Studio. I'm done talking about it. Well, no, and I don't think, I, here's the thing, like, you don't treat it like an interview, right? So, as we talked about, it's more of a casual conversation. So, like, you would hope that, that like, Dave would turn to him and be like, you know, you and I have that shared experience of dealing with blah, 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 blah. And then, like, because Dave can spin that in a whole thing of dealing of what it was like dealing with Kurt, you know, and, and yeah. watching his friend take it to the point of blowing his own head off, you know? Yeah. And it, um, if I have, if I could ask RDJ a question, my question would be because he's, he could be very self deprecating. Yeah. I would ask him, how do you feel about all the jokes that came out at the height of your substance abuse? Like, Oh my, like in basketball, they made a good joke. Like this kid's got more alcohol in his liver than Robert Johnny jr. Oh God. I I'm forgot like, about that joke. Yeah. It's like, do you, and I would ask him, like, do you find, because you're self-deprecating, do you find those jokes funny or are you embarrassed or are you insulted or, or, or do you play up off that? Or both. Cause you can be embarrassed by it, but also look back on it and be like, all right, it's embarrassing, but it's also funny. You know, you can do that. Yeah. It's possible. So that, I, I'm more curious about that because I, I, anybody who wants any fucking story about RDJ where he's like, you know, he passes out in a little kid's bedroom because he thought it was his own house and, and blah blah blah, or having a loaded gun in his trunk, and blah blah blah. And see, those are all those are all interesting stories. But to ask him how he felt years right. later, looking back on it, I don't know enough about Penn's history or Mark Bernard's history, but like Kevin could even get in that conversation because of all the time he spent dealing with Muse. You know, like, oh for sure. You know, he he doesn't have those experiences, and he'll be the first to tell you that because he says that kind of shit all the time. If you listen to you know, get old, but you know, he, yeah. he, he lived it through Jay and I would almost want to have Jay as opposed to Kevin on that day well, for that conversation. Yes, I would agree. But Jay, it's so weird with Jay because, and I think it goes back to what you were just talking about, about Robert Downey, because he, Robert Downey's different in the sense that you said that like, he feel like maybe he just needs to move on from it. Jay yeah. too, but he's not comfortable talking about it. Like he talks about it with Kev, and I think the only reason why he's comfortable talking about it with Kev because it, because it's Kev. Like if you ask yeah. him to go out there by himself and talk about it, I don't think he could do it. Like he can do it at, like at, a, at meetings because I know he still goes to meetings and stuff. You know, yeah. AA, NA, whatever. But I, I, I think Jay has trouble with that kind of stuff, and I don't know how comfortable he would have been without Kev there. Yeah, I think Jay, I, I agree. I think Jay is more of like, I was like a total fucking like, I think it's humbled him. I think sobriety oh, yeah. humbled him a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of curious to see 
how Jay and Silent Bob reboot is going to really be because, I mean, he was great in Clerks too, and he was clean. And it was the Jay, and he was clean, and it was the Jay that we all kind of love. Um, as fucked up as it is, I like Jay more on screen when he was fucked up. Well, because it 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 gave truth to this art, you know that old phrase. It it yeah. But at the same time, like, did you see Jay and Bob's? Super groovy cartoon movie. I did. He was clean there. But you're not seeing him. You're just listening. But it's still him acting the character out. I mean, you may not but, look but, the part, but it's still him being Jay. I think my biggest problem is that recently he had that oral surgery. Yeah. And he had a slight lisp that just yeah. sa- it doesn't sound like his voice anymore. It just I don't I don't yeah. know. It doesn't. It could just be the fact that. They're getting old, so I'm getting old, and like this is not the Jay and Silent Bob that I kind of grew up with. It's well, just an older version. And and what concerns me more about that movie is goes back to Steph's point about Strike Back is them carrying that movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm a little worried yeah. about that. I got to be honest with you. Like I'm still gonna go see it. I'm still gonna support. It. I'm still gonna buy it. Fuck, I bought Tusk, but you know I bought Yoga. No, I bought Yoga Hose, but I liked Yoga Hoggers. I didn't like Tusk. I still bought it. I got Yoga Hose's side. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. Jealous about that one, but that's all right. I think I I am more excited for Janice on Bob reboot than I would be for Mall Rats 2. Mm. I'd because, be more excited about Mall Rats or Clerks 3 than I am about this well, movie. Well, that, that, that's what I'm saying is because we've already talked about this. Janice on Bob Strike Back was my favorite. Well, yeah. It was my first introduction. Right. So Silent right, Bob, right. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, I would, but I'm also excited to see them be meta with it and like basically make a remake of, of Strike Back, but also reboot it, just like the title suggests, but also have these brand new cameos, like have Ralph Garman and have probably Mark Bernardin and have uh, maybe even Stan Lee. I mean, this might, it could be, I've heard you talk hope. of Stan Lee showing up. Yeah. You know what we should do? I just had this thought. Because they're starting I'm shooting... I'm not going to bend over and have you fucked in the ass. I'm sorry. No. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even know where to go. Um, I love throwing you off. Yeah, you, and you do it well. Um, no, but they're shooting... shooting sh- starting shooting in August of this year, correct? Or is it next year or this year? I don't know. I thought he started shooting already. I no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I'll look up to see if there's any. Uh... All right, thank you. Um, anyway, there's. I I think they're starting in August, but which is like two weeks away, three weeks away. So not really a problem. But they're starting to shoot, and I'm wondering should. So if they're starting in August. How long do you figure it's going to take him to make that movie? Ballpark. Three months. You think? Yeah. Okay. So that puts his... It's basically, not going to be that long. So it's set to begin in August. So you're that's right. That's what I thought. Okay. It's got a tentative so, uh, 2019 release date. What's the date? Does it say? Just says... Well, let me bring up the uh, article. Probably not. Probably doesn't have a date yet. Because I don't know that well, they have bear, a... Bear in mind, this article is written in May, night, May 29th. And I couldn't find a date either. Was that you figured it's gonna take like 
three months to make the, you said three months. So that puts us at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Roughly. So, and then you figure distribution's going to take how long before it actually hits theaters? Do you think February, March? Yeah, probably about February, March. I mean, it, I also think he could probably push the interest on it because he's going to be talking about it a lot. Because right. the best marketing tool Kevin will have is his own voice. Well, so, my, my thought is this. Between now and then, do what you can, budget, and you and Steph come to New Jersey, and we go see that movie together. That's going to be tough, man, because we're trying to save up. Well, see what you can, see what you can do with your budget and see if it's possible. It would be fun. It would be fun. If it, we would could be, go. it would be definitely very fun. And I, oh, my God, I just have I would totally just, I'd have all the equipment set up, and we literally would come home from the movie to my place and record an episode. I just gotta. I just gotta tell you for once. You don't have to pause this. I just took the headphones off for one second to like adjust my ears, and I spoke out loud, and it sounds so much fucking louder. Yeah, it freaks me out. I'm like, holy shit, I'm loud. Yep, 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 yep. It gets like that. Oh my! So my fucking ears, dude. I know mine. Mine too. I, and I think that's a clue we need to move on. So <laughs> we uh, on that note. Do you, you want to do note, a? a Dinner for five for the dead people? Let's save that for another one. What do you think? Okay. I agree. Um, well, they'll give us time to come up with some good ones. I know I know one right off the top of my head, and I'll say it again. I'll say it now, and I'll say it again then, and that's Dimebag, the guy I was talking about earlier tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Without yeah, yeah. question, Dimebag Daryl. Oh. I think we should combine a two. So we each, like, we each pick, like, two people and have a table. Okay. We could do that. That'd be fun. So it'll be six people all together if you include you and me, and then two yeah, two of each. yeah, yeah. I, I, see, right off the top of my head, I'm going to be unfair and say Mark and Kevin. So maybe we have to say they don't count. We have to can't. I don't know. Well, okay, yeah. I think we should drop Kevin and Mark. Sorry. Um, although you know what, we both are like in agreement that if we, if we had a other table, it should just be Kevin and Ben Affleck. Oh. Well, because has yeah, yeah, totally. Hashtag Kevin Ben. Kevin Ben reboot. Kevin Ben reboot. You're missing the reboot part. Um, although I've been slacking on that on Twitter, so that's my fault. But anyway, but so I, also we should put Jennifer Garner in there as well. And be like, what's happened? Can we move on from this shit, please. Yeah, no, fuck that bitch. Um, <laughs> oh! literally and figuratively. So <laughs> now, yeah, I, dude. Yeah, no love for Electra. Yeah. Broke up the the bromance. I'm not happy. She is the Yoko Ono of Marvel comic figures. No, she's the Yoko Ono of the Viewerskewiverse. That's who she is. So, Uh. (laughs) on that note, we're going to go now. (laughs) So, until we talk to you next time, guys, everyone be safe, have fun, uh, enjoy what's left of your summer, and we'll be talking to you before then, but still. Love you. What are you, E.T.? Hey, everybody. CJ here with a few thank yous, and I'll let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show, or Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, 
Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PodeskewPR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the entire Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone who listens to the show. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, Rico, they told me you were picking up the check. See ya! Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute! I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.